All righty, welcome aboard, baby. Time to rock and roll from beautiful Hialeah Park Casino, where we're at every Thursday. And we thank the great Brunetti family as John Brunetti Jr., proud sponsor of our show. We love him and the family. And, of course, Frank Fiore and Steve Calibro and all the fantastic people. I just had a chicken sandwich here. What, what's going on? What, what, what are you telling me? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, you were good? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, we were muted. Oh, okay. So, good afternoon, all. Coming to you live from Hialeah Park. Hopefully, we're all clear now. I feel good. I just had a, I just had a baguette chicken sandwich that they have here. And that bread is so good, bro. And then the sautéed tomatoes. Oh, you know, you, you get the gaming action out here at Hylia Park. Yeah, we're in the second floor poker room, which, of course, you can enjoy all the poker action. The ladies will bring you food and drinks while you're there. Okay, so it's cool. And I just had that chicken sandwich. It's so delicious, man. So delicious. I think I ate it in a record five minutes. All right? which is a beautiful thing. All right. Anyway, so we got a, a lot of things going on. Robert Jones is going to join us at 3 o'clock, the Dolphins offensive guard who has done a phenomenal job uh, for the Dolphins. I'm really looking forward to that conversation because I think it's a really great story, and I think Robert's story is just going to get better, you know, because I think he's just scratching the surface. You know, this young man really hasn't been at this for a long time. So we'll we'll get to that. We'll talk to him at 3 o'clock. Uh, Alan Pupart will join us at 4.30. Uh, Andy Behrens is also going to join us uh, from Yahoo Sports. He'll join us sometime in the afternoon. He's traveling, so he's kind of in the in flux, you know. So we're trying to get him down to a certain time. But he'll join us sometime this afternoon. Uh, Cavs, unfortunately, beat the Heat last night, 104 to 100. The Heat just continues to struggle from three-point range, 27% yesterday, and that's just not going to cut it. And uh, it's uh, it's rough, man, rough for the Heat. It's uh, a two-point team in a three-point world is really difficult, and that's why the Miami Heat are are struggling this year because they just don't have enough three-point shooters. And basketball has changed, man. You know, as an old man, if this was the 90s, um, yeah, you know, th th that team would be fine. They would be one of the elite teams in the league. You know what I'm saying? But it's a different world now, and uh, they've got they've got to find a way to get all these guys on track and, and shoot well from the outside. The Panthers are off tonight. Friday, they take on Chicago at the FLA Live Arena. They have won two in a row now. So maybe they can start to get things, you know, uh, going in the right direction there. Marlins are off today. Tomorrow they'll start, uh, not start, tomorrow they'll take on the Nationals in spring training. And they are straggling. They are one and nine. Uh, Dolphins, Bradley Chubb got his uh, contract restructured. So they freed up a bunch of cap space. 14.65 million of cap space they freed up. So that's good stuff for the Dolphins, and they'll do that, and they'll get a couple of other guys to, you know, um, um, restructure their deals and uh, and guarantee some of their money up front, and then they'll backload that stuff, and that will give them the flexibility that they need 
That's one thing. Remember, the, the Dolphins kind of reset their cap from a couple of years ago when they made the transition to Brian Flores in that first year in 2019. They took a lot of cap hits there. So they don't really have to deal with a lot of that stuff right now. That's the good thing, which I think has, will give them a lot of flexibility over the next couple of years as they try to make that run before they have to give Tua a, a big-time contract because then, of course, it becomes a bigger challenge for teams once you're paying your quarterback, you know, that salary. And by the way, can the stupid story stop already? We got two former Patriot quarterbacks out there throwing crap like, well, no, Tom Brady still could come to Miami. Tom Brady might be coming to Miami to vacation, to live, to hang out with his daughter and his wife and all that. I, 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 I don't know why people want to literally call Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel liars. Those guys aren't liars. They're not going to tell you a bold-faced lie to your face. They're just not going to do that. That's not been their track record. Now, could they withhold some information, stay vague on things, so that way they don't have to make some kind of a commitment? Of course they could do that. That's not what they've done. The entire time, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel have told you that they are committed to Tua. Okay, I told you a couple days right after the season ended, after the Buffalo game, I told you the plan was Tua from the get-go. That's the story we broke already almost two months ago now. And I'm sticking to the information I got. They're not moving on from Tua. They've got a plan in place. And I believe, you know, knowing Tua the way he is, the dude's a maniac. He's a warrior. He wants to, he's going to do whatever he has to do to become a, a terrific player, right? Wait till you hear Robert Jones. That's all you've ever heard from him. Same kind of attitude like, I'm going to do whatever it takes, right? I believe Tua is going to figure things out this year. And I think he's going to figure out, hey, man, I got to, you know, get rid of the ball a little faster. I got to take care of my body a little bit more. And, and it'll be fine. There were no injuries this year, it was all about the head trauma stuff. So all he has to do now is get rid of the ball a little faster. Don't hold on to it. I think he's going to be focused. That's why he's taking jujitsu. This is the kind of professional, and this goes for if you're an art teacher, if you're a policeman, if you're a lawyer, whatever it is, if you're an athlete, you're a professional, right? Part of being a professional is to do your best, because you're either being paid or you have a high expectation of yourself, right? And you have a high standard that you hold. That's what this dude is cut from. And I, I just, you know, forget that I'm a Dolphins fan. Forget that I'm rooting for Tua or rooting for the Dolphins. Put all that bullshit aside, okay? Look at the human being, okay? If we're talking about a slacker, then that's different. If we're talking about somebody that doesn't try, well, then, yeah, we can be, oh, man, I don't know if he's going to get it done. I don't know if he's going to figure it out, all those kind of things. We can question it. But a dude like Tua, who's maniacal about being great, like a lot of awesome players are, that they're maniacal about being great, just like those of you out there. I don't care if you're a janitor, 
you're maniacal about doing your job right, or you're a airline stewardess, or you're a pilot, or you're a fireman, or you're a parent, you know, when you take pride in what you do, you do it at a high level. It doesn't matter what the hell you do. And so all these FUD stories that continue to come out about Tua and, and that the Dolphins are looking for that stuff passed. That was the owners going after Brady, and that was the former coach that was going after Watson. At no point did Greer and company ever tell you that they wanted to go after the quarterback. They just had to kind of go by the other people that were around them trying to do other moves. And what's Chris Greer going to do? He already had his battle with the head coach. The last head coach wanted Jordan Love. He lost that battle. The guys ended up taking Tua. Okay? You're not going to stop the owner. So if one of the owners wants to go after Brady last year, what are you going to do? You're just an employee at that point. But Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel have never been liars. And that's basically what people continue to do. They continue to call them liars. And that's just not right, dude. That's just not right. Because you can't do that to someone that doesn't have a track record of doing that. Anyway. All right. Let's get it going. Let's get it ready. Let's bring them aboard. Let's, uh, let's bring Robert Jones on. I think he is ready to go. Told you at 3 o'clock that we would uh, have Robert Jones on. Guard for the Miami Dolphins. Ready to go. Let's bring him aboard here, Sean. Let's see if he is ready. Robert, how you feeling, my man? You feeling good? Yes, sir. What about yourself? I'm feeling, I man, I'm at a casino doing a sports talk show. Okay, baby? Life is good, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't uh, complain. Sure. Can't beat it. Right, exactly. You know, we're getting paid to talk sports. We're getting paid to talk to Robert Jones. You know, it's... uh. It's uh, it's all good. I see you got a Dodgers hat on. So is that is that your baseball team or is it just a a fashion thing? Uh, just a fashion thing, you know. Almost Sunday sent me, you know, some things. So you know, I just like to wrap it. Okay. All right. Do you do you have do you have a baseball team? Are you into baseball at all? You know, I'm really not into baseball, but I'm into Chicago because I'm from Chicago. I know so, you know, that. I was going to ask if you're know, a Cubs or a Sox fan. I'm not sure. That's why. You know. A white socks to the bone. Okay. All right. All right. Cool stuff. All right. I like it. Let me ask you, when you beat Chicago, was that cool for you? I mean, because you got to play in the game. You played every snap, and you walked out of there with a victory. So did you grow up a Bears fan? Man, um, really, I didn't get into football until late in my, in my, you know, my teenage years. I think but, you only you know, played, what, like eight games in high school or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, that was my first year playing varsity, my senior year. So, like, but I was always a Chicago fan. So, like, you know, no matter what it was, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Bulls, you know, the Hawks, everything, the Blackhawks, everything, I'm a, I'm a fan of. So, like, when we was able to play Chicago, the first game actually started at guard in Chicago at home, man, it was amazing. So, like, when we beat them, it was just like, like it was something I couldn't, you know. It was I had a lot of emotions in me, but you already know I had to get over that fast and get ready for the next week. So, so how how many how many how many of your teammates from Erabs do you still keep in touch with? And did any of them call you after that game? Um, 
it's a handful of guys, you know, I still um that because I went to Rockford East my senior year of high school in Rockford, Illinois. You know, uh it was a handful of guys that I still talk to. You know, I grew up in Chicago, so a lot of guys from Chicago that I grew up with, you know, all the time. They was at the game, they came to support me. You know, my coaches from, you know, Chicago and Rockford called me and some of them came to the game just to see me play. That's awesome. You know, that's it's so cool, man, because, you know, you become the you know, Robert. You also become an inspiration for all of them, too, because they see where you're coming from. And then there's going to be youngins that are going to be in the same spot where Robert Jones was at. And they're going to wonder, well, can I do it? What if? And and then they see you. And then that's an example and a and a piece of motivation you know, for younger people. So it's really, this is, this is actually really important, not just for yourself, but you're, you know, you're laying the groundwork for other kids too. No, yeah, most definitely. Like that's my main reason, like, especially in off season, I try to go back to Chicago. Like when I was younger coming up, I was part of this mentor, you know, shit that, you know, it was for like, you know, African-American boys on the South side of Chicago. It was called champs mentoring. And I was a, I was one of the original champs mentees. And I go back now because it, it kind of blew up now. You know, Michael Jordan's a part of Nike. Everyone's a part of it now, you know, trying to help it. And I go back and just talk to them guys, let them know, like, you know, no matter what you're going through right now, it's so much more to life. You know, it's all about perseverance. Just keep pushing through, keep pushing, pushing through. And just have that light. Make sure you still got that light at the end of the tunnel. You got to, you know, your goals that you want to, where you want to get to. But you also get them goals, like, step by step, step by step, and just be where your feet are. Because anything can, your life can really change in a year. So, you know, just stay positive. So I just try to be the inspiration to all them guys because, you know, as long as I can get to one person, you know, that's what it's all about. Hey, man, think about it. You go from where you're at, you know, in Chicago, and then you go to a couple of uh, universities, and then now you find yourself, you know, in the NFL, and you're starting against your 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 favorite team, you know? You're, you're right. Anything can change. So So talk to me. First of all, walk me through your senior year. What was the watershed moment that that made you play football when you weren't a football guy up until that point? What what got you into football? What motivated you? What was the situation that day, that week, that month? Talk to me about what made Robert Jones a football player that moment in his senior year. Um, so my junior year um, in high school, I think it was like the beginning of my junior year, I believe, if I can remember. Um, I went to Gary Coleman College Prep on the South Side of Chicago, and I had a coach named, um, you know, uh, Hampton David Hampton. He played in the NFL, and he saw me. He saw me come out of detention. He was like, "Man, you a meal ticket." He's like, "You play football?" I'm like, "No, nah, I don't play football." He's like, "You need to be playing football." So I went out there my junior year. I tried it out, and you know, I didn't like it, but you know, I played. It was like a JV. It was, I was on JV team. You know, I tried it, and then I ended up quitting, and then I ended up moving to Rockville, Illinois. And I went to Rockford, Illinois with my uncle for my senior year. And Gary Griffin, he was like, man, he was like the the mastermind of everything. He told me, like, he was like, man, I'm going to get you to the league. And he told me, like, he put me, I played D-line. And he told me as the year was going on, because, like, my grades were messed up. I went from school to school and everything. That's a long story. And he was like, you know, I'm going to get you JUCO offers. You're going uh, to go to one of the best JUCOs. You're going to um, – Graduate a year and a half, you're gonna go power five, and you're gonna go to the NFL. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I hear you. And I'm like, cause in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna get a factory job, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm gonna make good money, I don't got no obligations, and I'm gonna just live life. 
So, you know, season going on, play on playing, he just keep telling me, he like, he got me meeting coaches from like New Mexico and everything. And the, you know, the coach from New Mexico told me, he's like, you graduate at Juco in the, in the year and a half, we're going to take you. And I'm like, okay. So, boom, the end of the season, you know, he made everything happen. So, really, like, David Hampton really the one who started me playing, but Gary Griffin's the one who, you know, who made, you know, basically all this come to life for real. Like, without his vision, I probably never saw it, never been where I'd be. But, like, just going to Rockford, Illinois, it was just, like, I played because, you know, I was big enough to play and I had nothing else to do. It, like, it kept me out the house. I was <laughs> I wanted to try to go home after school, so I just kept playing. It was fun. And it got fun, especially playing D-tackle. You know, you can just dog people all day. So, yeah. It's a, it's, it, it's a beautiful thing when somebody believes in you, isn't it? Right? No, I mean, I, I, that's, that's all part, you know, because we take it for granted when our moms and dads and our girlfriends or wives or whatever, it's like, well, yeah, you love me, you know? So yeah, of course you think I'm great and you think I'm handsome and you think I'm fantastic <laughs> and you, you know, they, they get, they have all the adjectives for you, no matter what you're doing, because they love you. You know what I mean? But then yeah, when, sure. when somebody else that is not your blood see something in you that you don't even see in yourself my man that's that's pretty awesome because you just told me you didn't even see it in yourself you're thinking factory job and this guy's thinking the nfl and now you got to sit there and think about mr griffin all the time going man this guy's pretty awesome he saw in so something in me i didn't even see in myself that's pretty cool now i'm done <laughs> it's pretty cool man that is that is very cool. So when you get into football, what was the moment that you loved it? Because you know, Robert, you can't play this game if you really don't have some love for it. It can't it, it can't just be about the money. It, it, you know, the pain, the struggles, the the crap you got to go through, all that stuff, man. You know, and you you've gone through a whole bunch of stuff without making any money. So. When was the moment you loved football? Do you remember that? Man, honestly, I think it was going into my second year, my second year in JUCO. You know, uh, after my first year, I wanted to quit. I went back home. I started working in the factory job. And um, I moved back with my uncle in Rockford, Illinois, working in the factory job. And he told me, he was like, man, this is always going to be here. You might as well go chase your dream. And, you know, JUCO hard already. JUCO make you want to give up. But me just working at factory job and seeing everything, and it just it just made me open my eyes. Like, man, you know, I can do so much more than what I'm doing right now. And I had the opportunity to you know just really my whole mindset was like get my education first. You know, get a free education. I'm like, man, I can do this and get a free education and just on. I could be the owner at the factory at the factory. You know, <laughs> I could you know the G, I could be the uh, GM or something. So boom, I went back and I started grinding at it. Like, we're going to my second year, and I just grinded, and I grinded. And that's when I really fell in love with the game because I was just working. I was just working so hard just, you know, to take the next step and just develop myself and not go back to where I was just at, you know, not go back to Chicago, not go back, you know, to the hood of Chicago and nothing like that. I think that's when I fell in love because I knew I had an opportunity to do so much more. And especially going back home and see how everybody looked up to me. It just it showed me like I was a motivation to a lot of people. So I think that's what really helped me like just fall in love with the game. Hey man, it's you know not we. I can't compare myself to you because we do two different things, but it's kind of the same thing. You know, ever since I got into doing this, 
I don't ever want to get a real job, bro. So, Robert, this is 33 years of doing this now, with, and this is the way I look at it. I don't have a real job. I haven't had a real job for 33 years, and I do work my ass off doing this, but it never feels like work because it's what I love. And, so, and, and if you found something you love, which is football, you got to think about this, Robert. We're maybe in the five percentile in the world. 95% of the people feel like you did in that factory that day. I don't want to do this every day, but they have to do it because they have to survive. So, you know, when you get to do something you love, that's the ultimate motivation. Most definitely, it really is. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty amazing. All right, so you you you're in a in a you know uh, you start this whole thing late, and then here's the other thing that I that I thought is very interesting about your life so far, and I think it's what's allowed you to succeed. So you tell me, the fact that okay you started late, but not only did you start late, you've gone to multiple high schools, if I understand correctly, you've gone to multiple colleges as I understand, and now you're in the NFL, you've had to also play multiple positions, okay? And you've talked about it, how you'll play all five positions if you have to. Not that they've, from what I understand, you haven't played center, but you've taken the time on your own to take a couple of snaps just to kind of stay sharp and try to, oh, just in case, maybe I have to play center. But has this made you a a a, a tougher-minded individual? The fact that your road to the Dolphins was not a smooth one. It was one where you had to go the hard route because you started late, because you weren't playing on seven-on-sevens and, and transitioning to, you know, a, a JV team and, and, and a varsity, and everybody could see you and all those kind of things. All that stuff was gone from your life because you started in your senior year, and since then, it's been rough sledding. Has that made you a better player? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think, you know, exactly what you said, you know, just growing up, like just watching my mom work hard, trying to take care of, you know, three kids. It's just like the struggles and everything just coming about. It always made me tough because, like, you know, no matter what, I always saw people get everything out the mud. Nothing was given. So, you know, especially when I started playing football, I knew, you know, I was so behind. I knew everybody already had a head start, had a, you know, you know, that had years ahead of me. So that made me grind even harder than everybody else because I know people got better technique than me and stuff like that, but I'm going to go out there and play hard. I'm going to be more aggressive. So, you know, stuff like that, me going to JUCO and everything, just had to earn everything, just made me a better player because I never look at it like I'm, you know, that I made it. So I'm always grinding. I'm always working hard because I know I got a lot more to go. Uh, from what I understand, um, you wear uh, some Guns N' Roses attire before games. Is that the deal or something like that? Is that no? I what what uh, what is it? What kind of what kind of shirt it is that you wear? I'm told you wear some kind of. Is it like a rock shirt or something? Or is there some kind of tradition you do before games? No, I don't be doing it. I think you think you think you're probably thinking of Rob Hunt. We win all the. Um, well, all Rob, like the, Rob's painting. Rob's painting his nails and he's doing all kinds of stuff. He's he's. He's a little bit out there. There, he's he's a lot edgier than than most people out there. Okay, so you have no, because I was told that you had like some kind of pregame tradition. You, so you don't have any pregame traditions before you start the game. Uh, I just, you know me, I just go out there, my headphones, 
you know, I do a couple of drills and everything. I just sit down, just look. You know, every stadium, no matter if I'm still playing at home, I just sit down, look. You know, listen to the same song. You so, know, I listen to Fantasia. Fantasia. <laughs> but I see, yeah, it make my head, it make like just cool me down, and I just you know, just look and see where I'm at. Oh, okay. Okay, so so you you use Fantasia to kind of bring like like some calmness, some levity to the yeah. situation, whereas others might use some DMX or some heavy metal or something to you know get jacked up. You're going the other yeah. way. Well, definitely. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Robert Jones, by the way, Miami Dolphins guard, joining us here on the program. So so far, Robert, who's been be honest now. Who's been the toughest opponent you have faced? That you when you when you were done that day or that quarter or that practice, I don't know where it's been. You were like, "Damn, dude, this guy was a load all freaking day." Give me the guy that's giving you the most trouble. Um, I think the best the best D tackle I went against so far was probably Malik Collins from Houston, Texas. Like. He was, he was he was a good player, good savvy player. You know, he got a lot of moves and pass rush and everything. You know, he had me working all day. He probably won. He won, most definitely one of the best D tackles in the league when it comes to pass rush. So explain to us in layman's terms, obviously, because you you know you're a hell of a lot smarter than we are when it comes to football and X's and O's. But in, in simple terms, to us, you know, because some people will tell you playing guard is like you're fighting in a phone booth. And then playing, you know, tackle, you're kind of out in space a little bit more. So talk to me about the differences, because obviously you played a lot of tackle and now you've played a lot of guard. So what's the difference in playing guard for you? What was what describe to us the difference? Oh, for me, you know, playing guard, everything just happened way more faster, you know. You know, um, you go against stronger players inside. So, you know, you usually gotta be ready to fight. Like, you go right there, you got to be ready to anchor. You can't think about, you know, being slow with your hands. You got to be able to get your hands on people fast and be able to move fast because you get some quick guys like the Aerodons in a, in a league who can move fast. So you got to be able to redirect and good. But everything happened more fast than other, like playing tackle. Tackle you on the island. So you're going to get some more speed on the edge, but you're going to get some lighter guys also. So, like, you know, you're gonna, you get a tackle, go get some edge rushes, you get your hands, you might can shut them down, but they got more moves, but you're going side. And boy, stronger. So you got to be able to, you know, be able to control yourself and just be strong. Have you? What does it say to you? How much they've used you? Where whether you were playing left guard, and if I remember correctly, when Shell got injured, they kicked Hunt out to right tackle and put you at right guard too, right? If I was, yeah. if I'm correct. So they have counted on you. In key moments, man, that's got to make you feel. Pre I know, I know, you want to start full time and be a full time starter, and, and you know, and and get the credit you deserve and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that you stayed ready and have have helped out on on either side, you know that that says a lot about them, and it says a lot about you. You know, just when well, you're not that starter guy, um, you just got to always stay ready. You got to be able to play multiple positions. You got to make sure, you know, you stay in your playbook. You stay, you know, doing all the, you know, techniques and everything for when your number's called, no matter when it's called, because you never know when it can be called. You just be ready to go out there, you know, don't overthink things, go out there, help the team win, because at the end of the day, that's all it's about. It's not about making yourself look good. It's about going out there and do everything you possibly can to help the team win. 
What are you doing now, Robert? What's uh, what what are you working on specifically? I know you guys are all going to say, well, we're working on everything, but there's got to be a part of your game this offseason. You're saying, okay, I definitely need to improve in this area to make me a better player. What is that? You know, um, something I've been really working on, um, been doing for a little minute so far now, uh, I've been doing Pilates. You know, just getting strong in the core and everything, you know, back and growing everything, just getting strong. And I think Pilates have really helped me, you know, just be a better old lineman. And then uh, I started yoga in a couple of weeks just to be more flexible. So those are the two things I've been really working on that I think it helped me take my, you know, game to the next level. Are, are those the things that will help you, what, get lower for leverage and those kind of things that you need at that position? Is that kind of what will help you in that transition? Oh uh, yeah, just be stronger, you know, just be able to not use you know so much of my last and everything and be able to use my core more. And I think that just make me a stronger alignment. So what's uh what's what's the goal this offseason or this season? How much do you want to be a starter? What do you what what have they told you? What kind of competition are you gonna be involved in? Man, I don't, I really ain't talked to them um yet. You know, I don't know what's gonna happen going forward, but you know me, I'm just you know, trying to get my body right. And when you go into training camp, you know, just go out there and compete. And, you know, I'm just out there trying to win a job. If that's a starting job or, you know, a backup job, I'm just trying to win a job. Okay. So what's uh, what's Robert Jones do for fun? Are you a movies guy? Man, I love going to the movies. I just went to the movies last night to see Creed. Man, oh. amazing movie. Creed 3? I'm going to go see- right, yeah, Creed 3. Creed 3. So how, how, does it, how does it rank compared to 1 and 2, man? I really, I liked it a lot. You know, everybody got their own opinions. I, I probably like Creed one first because you know it's the first one, and I think I like Creed three. But uh, Creed three is really good. Um, other than watching movies, you know, I like um, playing video games. You know, I got me a PC. I be playing like Grand Theft Auto role play. You know, I play um, Modern Warfare. You know, I play all them type of games. Two K. Are are but, you, you know, are movies, you interacting with people while you're playing games? Are you talking with the people you're playing with? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, I go on IG Live a lot until, you know, I just tell people to add me. You know, I don't have a Twitch and everything set up yet. I got it, but I just ain't set it up yet. Well, you got you to tell us what your Twitch is so we can promote it, bro. Come on. I most definitely. I got you. <laughs> I, uh, by the way, last week I was watching your boy Tyreek in the Drone Racing League. That shit, oh, yeah. that shit was cool, dude. I've never been to a Drone Racing League. And I got to tell you something, Robert. They know, I mean, they, they, there was like 10,000 people there, man. It was a lot of fun. Kids were at it. Tyreek was cool like he always is. Um, I, I, I thought that was a really cool thing. Have you seen that that Drone Racing League stuff? That's it's pretty interesting. No, I, I, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I know Tyreek's a gamer for sure. Like He loves all type of games. Like He just, you know, <laughs> he a game all day. He asks you if you want to play with him. <laughs> okay, all right. So what what is Robert Jones' top three movies that he's watched in the last few months? The last few months? All right. See, my, ah, I'm trying to think about it. Avatar was a good movie for sure. I haven't the new seen Avatar, The Way of Water. Okay. I, I, I liked it. I feel like they overdid it a little bit, you know, but I liked it a lot. Um, um, hmm. I think <laughs> my other two movies I watch all the time. Okay. It's Paid in Full and American Gangster. Oh, Doing man. I, I watch them two movies all the time. Like, I could watch it over and over again. American Gangster <laughs> is, is awesome, dude. 
That is, that is absolutely. We're going to see 65 today, so I'm ready. Okay. All right, good. You married or a girlfriend or, or, or single here in South Florida? I'm single in South Florida. Okay. All right, cool. That's cool, and it's dangerous, too. You know what I'm saying, Robert? It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta be really, really careful overall. So let me ask you something. Your favorite thing about playing with Tua Tunga Vailoa is? Man. He a dog. Like people don't know that. Like <laughs> I, so much I try to on. explain. I try to explain it to people all the time. You know, I, maybe because he's not six five, two sixty, or something. I try to tell these people that this is a badass boy. You just got to, You know, he, it, it's just he a dog. You you guys see to me what happened this year with the Miami Dolphins. Robert was a shit ton of bad luck. Yeah. I, I thought you guys had so many ridiculous injuries this year that it just took away from the team. And I don't even think that Tua will have the kind of issues he's had this past year with the concussions. I think that was freakish, too, on top of all of that. To me, that's what, what, what brought me down for this season because I think you guys would have made a lot of noise in the – hell, you almost beat Buffalo, dude. You almost beat Buffalo, okay? You get that play in on time on fourth and one, and I think you're driving for the win, to be quite honest with you. And you guys played Buffalo really good all three times. Probably should have won all three. Uh, and, and to me, I think this is a really good team that had a crap ton of bad luck. How do you see it? Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, just playing this game, you know, it's, you know it's going to be injuries and, you know, this is, you know, goes to show what the, you know, the front office upstairs does, you know, because we had a lot of guys, you know, me included, step up when guys went down and went out there, you know, played the ass off and was able to, like, compete before we could win or close enough get the win. So, you know, that's like just go toodles to the guys upstairs, just making sure we got enough guys. But, you know, it's just part of the game. Injuries always come. That's why, you know, the backups, we always got to stay ready no matter what because you got you don't know when your number's going to call be called and when it's called, it's time to go out there and play and act like, you know, you don't miss a step. And by the way, with Teron Armstead around, nobody can make excuses because that guy was playing with 104 injuries. I mean, Jesus uh, Christ, he was adding a new injury every week, and he kept playing. Amazing. Man, he, yeah, he's a tough dude. You know, you know I, learned, I learned a lot from him this year, and you just see his toughness and how much he cared for the game. You know, you know, a lot of guys, you know, he went through a lot of things, and that's just part of the game. Injuries come, and a lot of guys would have sat down and called it quits, but, you know, he can, he fought day day in, day out during the week where he'd be able to play with us on Sunday and help the team win, and, you know, he put the team first. Can you specifically tell me one thing that you learned from Teron Armstead that you will take uh, with you forever? Um, You know, the, the main thing I learned from him was, like, really just understanding how to be a pro when it comes to, uh, you know, just football-wise, looking at the game and just getting ready for the game, getting your body ready, you know, just – that aspect, all the little things that it takes to take your, you know, game to the next level, you know, doing extra work on Tuesdays with them on our off days and just looking at a game in a whole different perspective and the lens then, you know, how you'll look at it when you first come in the league. You know, that's just the main thing I learned from just how to be a pro. Good stuff. Robert, really appreciate you taking some time. You got a social media handle that uh, you want to promote out there so people can uh, most, follow you? Uh, most definitely. My uh, Instagram is underscore self-made period big rob self-made period big rob yes sir okay i like it all right we'll follow you uh we'll follow you on instagram there and you are self-made my man and by the way 
there is nothing more satisfying than that. So that is good. Robert, thank you for taking some time, man. I really appreciate it. Look forward to doing it again throughout the season. Yes, sir. Appreciate it too. Thank you, Robert. Be good. There you go. Robert Jones, baby. Guard for your Miami Dolphins. Really kind enough to give us a lot of time here and uh and go over his uh his uh, short career here with the dolphins and hopefully it's a nice long one you know i hope he gets an opportunity to compete for a starting job i, I really like what i've seen from him uh the versatility has been there left and right the guy can play some tackle because that's what he played a lot of in college uh you know a lot of people tr- you know viewed him as a guy that would transition you know to to guard and obviously he's done a great job here Tough as nails. That is a tough hombre. And you don't go through all the things he's done if you're not tough mentally. You know what I mean? I mean, you you played the last eight games of your senior year in high school. That's when you started to really play football. Think about that. Think about that. So you're already competing against people in senior, in your senior year of high school. You're competing against kids that have been playing for seven, eight, nine years already. So they're already way ahead of you mentally. You know what I'm saying? So it shows you that this is just a, a, a young man that could be just scratching the surface and getting better and better and better. So there you go. Uh, Instagram at underscore self-made dot big Rob. There you go. I got to follow it to myself. All right. Hope you uh, all there out there enjoyed it. Uh, dude 67 says, Robert Jones seems like a cool dude. Mel Piper says, I had a second round grade on him coming out of Middle Tennessee State. Uh, there you go. Keep dominating Robert, says Ray. Uh, let's see. Mr. Jones, should the ping pong table get donated to the Goodwill? Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, I'll take any of the three available. This is a playoff-ready team. Jason, we've been waiting for talent for the last 25 years and still haven't figured out most important position. Um, well, if you don't think so. We need a couple of more Rob Jones next year. Nothing wrong with having uh, a couple of Robert Jones. You get some tough hombres in there. The Dolphins should hire him as the next GM. Me? Oh, thank you very much. It's so nice of you. But no, they've got a good one in Chris Greer, Reggie McKenzie, Marvin Allen. They got three guys that they know their stuff. Check MP says it's my 34th birthday spending the day with my beautiful daughters and wife. Have a blessed day, everyone. R.I.P. Biggie. He's a little behind on the R.I.P. for Biggie, right? I mean, that was... Few years ago, you know. No, he says it's his thirty-fourth birthday. Oh, today's also the the anniversary of Biggie passing away. I didn't know that. What a what a shit that we lost that guy, bro. Like he was so good, man. His voice. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. So, R.P. Biggie. Okay, Check MP is all over it. Nice. Nice. Nate enjoyed the interview. There we go. 
Big O, we have 43 players on the contract at the present. Fewest in the NFL with limited cap money and draft capital. Are you expecting we sign a large? No, no, no. There won't be a large, but I think they'll sign one or two. That's what I think. I think it'll be one or two. They don't need to go large. You know, they only need a few pieces. They're not, they're not that far away. What they need is luck. More than anything else, they need some luck. You know, can we have a season like a lot of these championship teams do that they get a break and they don't have a lot of injuries and things like that? That's all I want. Just a little luck. And the Dolphins will have a much better year. I thought he was going to say Matt Judon or Quinnen Williams was the toughest player he's gone against. That's why you never know. That's why you ask. Oh, Jones played better than Eichenberg, Troy. That's not even close. Not even close. Robert Jones is better. Yes. Uh, all over social media, Dolphins fans pushing for other QBs, bro. Tua's QB1. Yeah, that's, well, those are... Those, those are the people that never believed in him, and then they were wrong about him playing, so they got to try to run him out of town or hope that he gets injured or something like that. It's a, it's a twisted thing with Tua. Absolutely twisted. I don't understand what goes on with Tua Tungabailoa. Sloman's Home Security, by the way, they've been protecting uh, Americans for over 100 years. 1-800-ALARM-ME, folks. We'll give you a free doorbell camera right now. Tell them that Big O sent you. 1-800-ALARM-ME if you want that free doorbell camera. And you get it when you, of course, use our low-cost central station monitoring and installation. And on top of that, you'll get an LED touchscreen pad, a motion detector, three-arm doors, and a backup battery, baby. That's all you need, man. Go 1-800-ALARM-ME. Protect your home. Protect. Sean does it. I do it. We thank the great folks at Slowman's. And, by the way, it is still cold in certain areas of the country. Hell, it's still snowing in California. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Man, but, you know, we are all over the place. We're in California, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Maryland, Virginia. Even Georgia might be a little cold there. You know what you pay for heating oil every month, right? Well, why don't you call Slomans? 1-866-OIL-DEAL. Simple number to remember, 866-OIL-DEAL. And just ask. That's all. You're picking up the phone and asking. Hey, Big O says you guys have better rates than what I have right now. This is what I'm paying a month. What would I pay for it with you guys? And that's it. You'll find out. And they have fixed prices, which will save you hundreds in the long run. Do it now. Tell them that you're a loyal Big O listener. 1-800-OIL-DEAL. That's 1-800-OIL-DEAL. Slomans. Taking care of Americans for 100 years, baby. Uh, what else do we have? Big O, thoughts on the Chubb contract restructuring? Cap space. It's not like he was going anywhere anyways. You know what I mean? They have his defensive coordinator now. So I'm not worried about any of that stuff. What, what I need Chubb to do is play really well next year. That's what we need. Okay? That's all. Uh... People just can't accept the fact the QB who's six foot and left-handed can be successful. They're stuck in their ways, and it has to be six five with a rocket arm and right-handed. Yeah, probably. And he puts Dave Hyde. 
Uh, I'd really like to hear Marino's perspective on the current state of the of the team, but that doesn't seem too accessible. Uh, Spooky, look, dude, I love Marino to death. My favorite Dolphins player of all time. Okay, all right. Have we? I prefaced what I needed to preface, right? Okay, you know we don't bullshit on this show. Okay, Spooky, let me ask you something. You've heard him on Joe Rose for many years. You heard him nationally on CBS for many years. When do you ever hear Marino say anything controversial? So why are you dying to have him on? Why are you dying to get it? Why are you dying to interview him, bro? Just asking, you know, because it's the same stupid shit that goes on with a lot of fans, right? It's all, you know, he, he's, fa- he's phenomenal. He's the, Dan's the man. But let's be honest now. What does he say on the air ever? Ever. Ever. The only time he was critical was when he was a player on the field. I covered him off the field. See, I did something that most of you have never done. Mike in his face many times before games, after games, before practices, after practices, controversies, no controversies with Shula, with Jimmy. I covered him. Never said anything controversial when we put Mike's in his face. Never says anything controversial with Joe Rose. Never says anything controversial on CBS. That's probably why he's not no longer on CBS, because he didn't really leave a lot of meat on the bone. So, Spooky, what are you expecting? It's great to have him on. You have Dan Marino on, but think about it. What memorable thing did he ever say? Now, could he tell an old story and, you know, something like that? That will be entertaining and that'll be fun. But if you're asking about the current state of the team and what you think about this and what you think about that, what do you think you're going to get outside of a company line? Seriously. Like, seriously. Please help me out on this one. You know, some of you out there, you live in la-la land. You know? You just live in some world and you don't figure it out yourself. Just think about it. Go back in your mind. What does he ever say in public, on air, about football? Will he challenge a coach? Will he challenge a player? Will he challenge a trade? Would he? No. It's not what he is. He's never done that. It's not who he is. Now, when he was a player, you could see him on the field screaming at somebody. But when he came off the field and got in the locker room, he wasn't going to talk about it with any media member at all. He might talk about it with somebody in a beer that, and a friend of his, you know, somewhere all alone. Yeah. But you want to hear what, Spooky? You know, think about it. Think about how silly that is. What do you want to hear? Come on, man. It's, it's just one of these things that just, let's, let's live in reality. And maybe some of you will figure it out. Yeah, you know, always right. I love Dan, but he, 
Yeah, he just didn't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, no, he doesn't say anything. So. Anyway, Troy, for two years, Flores held to a back, forced him to take his first read. <laughs> oh, God. Spooky says, good point. Just being honest, bro. I love Dan, but if I bring him on, it's not to ask him stuff that I know he's not going to answer. You know? I'd rather just have fun with him, bullshit around, maybe talk about some old days or... Or something like that, but I'm not gonna ask him about it. I know this for a fact. I know he likes Tua. That I do. Uh, let's see. Get Brian Cox to come on if you want something controversial. Uh, I I I can get Brian on. I have his number. Brian's a good dude, by the way. Really good dude. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Before we got to it, we had 20 years. Yeah, definitely 20 years of bad quarterbacks. Ugly ass road. Uh, Greta last. Yeah, Greta was awesome, weren't, weren't they? <laughs> Boy, they got 13 songs and make it made it two hours. <laughs> One of the things that I don't understand about Greta is. I know they only have two albums and an EP, right? But they don't do much more than 13 songs. I think maybe I might have seen a 14 or a 15 in one of the... I think last night was my eighth or ninth time I've seen them in concert. And maybe they went to 14 or 15 once. Maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, but they don't do a lot of songs. And, and that's the one... Now they jam. Right, so some of the songs will go five minutes and six minutes, and there's Jake, you know, and just wailing away and stuff, you know, and so they had a little bass solo, they had some, they had the drum solo. Obviously, Jake had several guitar solos, you know, throughout the whole thing, uh, and Joshua's voice was wow. Joshua's voice was, I mean, perfect last night. It was perfectly tuned, and he was kicking some ass. You know who was there last night? Zaslow was there. Zaslow was there with a couple of buddies of his, and uh, and uh, I hung out with them a little bit. And uh, I was joking with them because uh, Joshua was, I mean, blasting that voice all over for two hours. And I turned to the guys and I said, enjoy it, remember it, record it in your mind, because 15 years from now, He's going to be load management, and he won't be using that voice the same way, you know? Because it's I go see Rob Halford now, and he can still sing, and he can still belt it out. But when he does Victim of Change, it's not the same as when I saw it in 1980, okay? When I see my man Bruce Dickinson, my favorite, eh, when he does Hallowed Be Thy Name or Screeching in Run to the Hills... Yeah, the screech isn't nearly as long anymore. Isn't as high and, you know, it's not the same. Hallowed be thy name. He ain't pumping that voice the same way. He still sounds good. He still can sing. But they don't hold the notes the same way as long, as high. Sometimes they lower it a little. You know, they lower it one octave. You know, that kind of stuff. So, um, it's funny. And his voice was just... Amazing last night, dude. 
It was awesome. 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 Place was packed, by the way. How many what? I got two shirts yesterday. Yeah. Huh? I'm wearing one of them, yes. Yes, this is one. I'm wearing one. I'm wearing one. Uh, technically, I got three shirts yesterday. Problem is that I got one of them in the mail that they were selling there. But I got it because I got some, uh, you know, I'm a member and bought some uh, crap. And they sent me the shirt also at the same time. It was part of a package deal. So, yeah. So, I saw Zaz there. He was hanging out with me uh, a little bit. And uh, good dude. And it's going well for him, too, on his podcast, he told me. So, he's still not doing something that I want him to do that I think he should do. Huh? Yeah, he's doing wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know he loves wrestling. No, he's filling in for uh, Busted Open Radio on Sirius. He does... uh, uh, He's filled in a couple times on there with uh, Tommy Dreamer and... Oh, okay, good. ...and those guys. So, yeah, yeah, he's doing... On top of... I know he does his other little... The other one with his channel, too, but, yeah. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw that he was doing some serious stuff on wrestling. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Who's the normal host? Is it... um, I think I know the guy. Why am I drawing a Blake? I think I know oh, the guy. Oh, my goodness. I, I think I it know is, the guy. Uh, and I'm, and glasses. Blunt. I, I want to say Albert. It's not. God. Come on, guys in the chat. I know somebody who listens to it. I'm looking at uh, my names here on in media because I, I, I kind of remember him. But uh, but I'm I'm trying to remember the name now, and I'm and I'm forgetting it. Oh well. David Lagreca. Oh, okay. No, it's not. That's not the guy no, I was no, thinking. No, David Lagreca is who it was. That's okay. who. I couldn't think of his name. I just I had to look it up. Okay. Good for him. I'm glad. He, I know he loves that wrestling stuff like you do. He's a big wrestling guy. Uh, oh, where do you rank the Finns if the Jets get Rodgers? They got a nice roster. Um, still rank the Finns ahead of them. What, what do you want me to tell you? I don't think the Rodgers thing is going to go as smooth as people think in New York. I'm sorry. I, I think uh, New York's in for a whole lot of trouble. Because he's going to go there, and he's going to go with his $50 million salary. So he's going to take up a lot of cap space, and that's going to hurt them. And I think he's not going to handle this New York thing very well. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't fear the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I don't. I don't know why. You know what I mean? I, I, I just kind of feel like the wheels are falling off of that thing. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, no, I did not catch Robert Finley. He was the first act, the blind guy, right? Uh, I was told he was really good, actually. Uh, I, I, the second band, I, I could hear from the outside. I got there late. I got there like at 8 o'clock or something like that. I got there, and I was, I was outside actually talking with Zaslow and his buddies. Um, I was outside... Uh, and and I was hearing the second act, but I saw videos of them, and I wasn't impressed. I didn't even look up the first guy, and everybody tells me that the first guy was ten times better than the second act, Houndmouth or whatever. Uh, Houndmouth was not anything impressive, 
But they say the Finley guy was outstanding. So I don't know. You saw him, and you would know. But I, I did not see Finley. But I was told it. I was told he was good. So, yep. Uh, I still don't think the Jets get him. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Jets released uh, Braxton Berrios. Yep, they couldn't. Uh, I guess they wanted him to take a pay cut. <laughs> Boy, Aaron Rodgers go force a lot of pay cuts. Um, they wanted. To, remember, they got to pay other guys too. This it's not going to be as easy as people think. You know, I just yeah. Yeah, Frankie says yeah. Head hound mouth was very mellow rock. Yeah, I, I, I saw the videos. I wasn't impressed with their music, you know. So I, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not killing myself to get there early. And I got pit tickets, but I wasn't going to fight to be in the front. You know, I just like, I'm good standing there. The pit isn't that big. What was I, 20 feet away from the stage? I got to see everything perfectly. No problem. I got to hear it beautifully. Everything. I will say this. They knocked it out with the acoustics in that place. Really nice job with the acoustics. Really like the acoustics. Yes, I know Braxton. I, I, I figured I was going to get, let's go get Braxton Barrios as the returner and all that stuff. We'll see. We'll see. They do need a returner. So that would be actually a really good one. But I don't know if that's going to be their priority. Uh, by the way, now that I saw the fair, I gotta get, I'll get you the dates soon. We'll have the dates when we're broadcasting at the fair. And we'll be giving away some passes so you can be there. The fair. All right, so are, are, is your family going to go one of the days while you're broadcasting? Or are you guys going to go on a separate day on your own? Because you know we're going to be going on, on early when there's not a lot of people. Yeah, we'll have we're to not see what the dates are, We're not there on too. Friday and Saturday night. Bro. Yeah, we'll just have to see what the dates are and, and that. So I don't know yet. Possibly. I I, I'm certainly not going on a Friday or Saturday no. night. No, I hope not. I, I mean, haven't gone. Here, I'm saying no, but I, dude, I hope not. I haven't not. gone on a Friday or Saturday night since I was a teenager. Well, we would probably have to. I'd probably have to get there, leave about four hours early so I could get through all the traffic and set up and everything else to be ready oh, yeah, for yeah. a broadcast. Yeah, I know. But, uh, no, but you won't. Not, not for our broadcast because we'll go early. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. We're going yeah. to be like right when they open. That's probably when we're going to be on, yeah. right when they open. You know, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's awesome for us because I don't. There's no line for an elephant ear. And, you know, they're, they're, it's impossible for me to go to a fair and not have an elephant ear. Just want you to know that. Like, I, that is like my favorite fair food of all time, an elephant ear. And by the way, it's got to be brown sugar with the elephant ear. I, I, the white powder, not good enough. I need brown sugar. So that's the key for my. I was in Miami Lakes training this weekend at the fair they had there. Had some fried Oreos. You had some? Yeah, fried Snickers. This is good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, fried Snickers sounds good. Elephant ears were good too, as well, but not brown sugar. I just, you know, code me up. Okay. Just sugar me up. (laughs) I'm with you on that. By the way, it was my cheat day. Uh, Frankie says, "I tried looking for you, but the place was full. Where on the on the were you in the pit? Wow, it's it's not that hard to find a a big fat dude with long hair. 
at a Greta Van, at a Greta Van Fleet concert. By the way, there were a lot of young people too. Yeah, but but you know it's rock, so I I wonder that you know I f- would figure more old people would gravitate to him, but and girls, young girls, holy crap! There were a bunch of young girls. There was there was some screaming and screeching going on there. Those boys are getting laid because they got they got youngins going all over there. There were there were a bunch of them in the pit, and they were all lined up in the front. I was told that. Uh, my friend that went early told me that there were like tons of girls to start at the beginning of that line to get in because they all bum rushed the front of the stage. You know? So, yeah. Uh, dude, I love John Cougar. Love John Cougar. Have always been a huge John Cougar fan. I've seen him several times in concert. He's excellent. The fried Snickers bar is fire. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to have to try that one. Deep fried bread pudding is my favorite. Wow. Never tried that. Okay. Uh, with an elephant ear, only, only one I know is a weed. You mean you smoke weed and then you eat an elephant ear? Oh, he's never heard of an elephant ear? Oh, he's only heard of weed, not elephant ear. Okay. But normally, if you smoke weed, you can end up with an elephant ear. That's what I'm told. Yeah, funnel cake. What, I call it an elephant ear. Screw the funnel cake stuff. Yeah, they, they try this funnel cake stuff. No, no, no. It's an elephant ear. Okay, no funnel cake. Yeah, bro. It's an elephant ear, not a funnel cake. I hate that. I hate the funnel cake name. Yeah, it's just true. There is nothing funnel about it. It's fun to eat it. It's not even a damn cake. That's right. It's not a funnel. It's not a cake. Why would it be a funnel cake? It's an elephant ear. It looks like it came off an elephant. Enjoy. Enjoy some elephant wax. Come to our fair and try the Roadkill Possum Pops. Those are really good. Especially if they're fried in Oreo. Do, do, then, they, do they put the gravy on them, though? Do they ah, add the gravy? Gravy. Or sauce, depending on where you're listening from. John says, no, oh, there was a weed growing in the field they called elephant ear whenever I was a kid. Oh, Really? I've never heard of a weed growing in a field called an elephant ear. You must be like from Kansas or some shit like that, where they have some some fields that uh, that are they have a life of their own or something. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never heard of that. That's where Watson finds his massage therapist now. Ah, okay. I don't I don't mind fried dough, but I'm still going with elephant ear. Funnel cake, fried dough, not good enough. Elephant ear, perfect name. Perfect name. Elephant ear is a chocolate eclair. It's a long Boston cream, right? Is it? Why would a Boston? Why would a, that, that an eclair does not an elephant ear? Yeah, bro. no, I call it an eclair, but no telling these days. They, the youngins, they've got stuff all mixed up now. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, stuffed armadillo turds. Oh, fantastic! Now, now that's fantastic. Yeah, man. a little butter. 
That's it. A little, little warm butter. They melt in your mouth. That's it. I like it. Mel says, I don't eat that garbage. Mel is special. Uh, so uh, let's see what we got going on. Mm. Let's go. All right, we'll have uh, Andy Barron's on at 4, and um, we'll have Poopart on at 4.30. Just talked to uh, Barron's. He got off the plane, and he's ready to go at 4 p.m. So we'll have some fun with him. Uh, of course, we uh, want to remind you about Welton Realm. Listen, folks, at one point or another, you're going to need a lawyer, and you're going to need somebody you can trust here in South Florida, even in Monroe County. Monroe, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, Hell, even if you're in Martin County, you can make the phone call down to Hollywood. It's not a big deal. 954-966-4646. You want lawyers that are going to fight for you. You want lawyers that are not intimidated by any of these big insurance companies. You want lawyers that know how to actually kick those insurance companies in the ass. Okay? Welton Realm, 954-966-4646. I saw it firsthand. Progressive was trying to take advantage of us. And, you know, I had the wife in the way. She was like, no, you don't have to call a lawyer. It's the dumbest thing you can do. Okay? My wife's not listening, so it's all right. Dumbest thing you can do. You call the lawyer first. You don't even call the insurance company. Don't even deal with them. You call Welton Rayom first. Bankruptcy, homeowner property damage, something happens, storm, some kind of flooding. You name it. Maybe you got some kids that are driving crazy and... They think they're fast and furious, and they go right through your wall like they did to our house. Condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury. Welton Realm has been at this for well over 20 years, and they crush the insurance companies all the time. Trust me, when you pick up the phone and call that insurance company, they're laughing at you already. Ah, he's calling me on his own. She's calling me on his own. But when, the, when a lawyer calls them on behalf of you, then, you know, you got their attention right away because they no longer can play the games that they're going to be playing with you that they tried to do with us, okay? Progressive was offering us one-fifth of what we got. One-fifth. That's what they're going to try to get away with. 954-966-4646. The consultation is free, so just call them and if you got any questions. You're in a condominium, and the neighbor next door had some water damage, and it went into your home, and what are you going to do? Well, you, you got recourse here, but you need the right people to defend you to get, the, get what you deserve. 954-966-4646 in Hollywood, Welt and Rayom. Tell them that Big O sent you. I promise you. They will take care of you. Great people, man. Great people. All right, all right, all right. It's called the funnel cake because batter is a funnel then squeezed into fryer. Ah. I see. I'm still going with elephant ear because it looks like an elephant ear when they hand it to me. Okay? So, you know. They had a question about what? 
Uh, the youth fair has some pretty crazy food they bring each year. I saw this year they have something called the Miami Cuban funnel cake sandwich. Yeah, they told me about it, and they're bringing us uh, two of them so we can try them. So we will be trying. We're going to show you the food on the air. Huh? Pickle lemonade? You, you, you can have that. I'm not, I'm not having any. I'm not having any pickle lemonade. No, not doing that. No, not doing that. Sorry. If you missed the Robert Jones interview, by the way, um, you can rewind and check it out. He joined us at 3 o'clock. He was terrific. Uh, he was excellent. We've got more Dolphin interviews lined up. We are, we are working the phones. Uh, so we're going to continue to try to keep having uh, current and former Dolphin players join us and talk a little Dolphins football and talk about themselves and maybe any charity work that they're doing and all those kind of things so we can get to know some of these guys a little better. And I thought, I thought you know, with Robert Jones, you got, you got uh, a little feel for who he is because he's a guy that a lot of people haven't talked to, and yet he was a big part of this season, man. He helped out. He was clutch. It was good, and he was really good in our interview. I really enjoyed him. I, ho I hope, uh, I hope uh, you enjoyed the interview. Yes, sir. Uh -oh. I'm sorry. I, was, I thought you were done, so I'm sorry. I was going to say, the, the Dolphins just signed another center. Really? Yeah. Who? Mike Bouncy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. He, he, re he signed for a day and retired. Love it. Yeah. What? Pouncey snapping to Brady next season? Oh. What? Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring Pouncey back. We move Connor over to guard. <laughs> Aqua and orange, baby. And bring in Brady. Yeah, yeah, baby. I like it. And sign Derrick Henry. Trade for him. Okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's and then Barrios as the returner, of course. We got to yeah, bring in Barrios, and, and little little Barrios hurricane in. flavor that's with Jalen. Yeah, that's all. Frank Gore, any got uh, anything left? Let's let's add him too. Uh, let's see, Mike Pouncey, really good dude. Yeah, he's a cool dude, isn't he? Both Pouncey brothers are pretty cool. They were always pretty cool dudes. The you know the the part that sucked with Mike was the next shit. You know that. Poor guy had the injuries. That's it. That was that was the only problem with Mike Pouncey here. Outside of that, it was nothing else. He was a hell of a player. When he was healthy, bro, he's a monster. And then unfortunately, he had all that neck. And the tough some bitch ends up going, you know, like you thought his career was over when they released him. And he goes and he has like two solid years for the Chargers. He might have even made a Pro Bowl in one of those two, right? The, the first year, right? He might have made the Pro Bowl. Like crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and that next stuff was serious. And yet somehow he overcame it, dude. Like that, that is one tough hombre. Holy shit, that guy's tough. All right, let's take a break. Hour number two is next. Uh, we hope Andy Barons will be joining us to start hour number two from Hialeah Park. 
There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiwear.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. I'm breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Flowins, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. When you move, you need a... When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks, eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. While the NFL plans for the 2023 season, the Big O Radio Show keeps you informed by tracking everything from free agency, trades, draft, and all the news you can handle. 
It's the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports' Andy Barons. All right, all right. There he is, the world traveler himself, Andy Barons, ready to go. Where, where are you at, Singapore? Yeah, pretty pretty glamorous right now, Big O. I'm in a, I'm in a perhaps too public place at uh, the Westin in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you might you might be able to see uh, the UAB football stadium behind me. Uh, I'm right by the Alabama uh, Sports Hall of Fame. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. Now my daughter's here running in a track meet tomorrow. So nice. I, I believe I heard you breaking. Uh, were, were you breaking some Derrick Henry news there? Was that uh, yeah, was yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah? The Dolphins are signing Braxton Berrios. They're uh, they're trading for Derrick Henry. They're bringing in <laughs> Brady, and they're going to bring back Mike Pouncey to snap for him. And they're moving Connor Williams over to guard. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we got I going. Get- by the by the way, are you shocked at how green that that town is? Like like, uh- there's a lot of uh, trees everywhere. I've I've been to Birmingham. And it's actually nice. It's actually nicer than what people think. Oh, it's been. I mean, we've only been here for a few hours, but it's it's treating us reasonably well so far. Uh, I I didn't mind the drive in at all. The airport was easy. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those big those big airports are a pain in the ass. The small airports, quick and easy, in and out, bro. Yeah, you don't and you don't have to do that much walking. It's like. Son oh, of a it, was, bitch. it was five minutes off the plane to the rental car. It was I, amazing. I know, amazing. I know, I know. I hate the, like, Miami, you get off the plane, and, brother, you got to walk, like, eight freaking blocks to get to the damn baggage area. And you're like, <laughs> holy shit, dude. It takes forever. Atlanta's the worst. Atlanta's My God. Bad. Yeah. And, 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 and when they switch gates on your ass in Atlanta, oh, crap. Now you got to take, like, a train, a monorail, four escalators, and then way down on the concourse and then you're there it's like any anytime i'm on a train with multiple stops or some sort of people mover that looks like it was from desert storm right like those are those are the worst airports atlanta's the worst birmingham was lovely atlanta's the worst because they'll switch you gates and you and you're like you got to go to another gate where you got to get a train and all kinds of shit and you've got like six minutes to get there and you're like what like yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Oh, they you do know, that it's... to you in Phoenix too. They put not only do they put the Phoenix car rental in Scottsdale, but um, they also they, you you always have to walk a mile. It's crazy. All right. So Aaron Rodgers does he retire? Does he go to Green Bay, or does he go to the New York Jets? What, what's what's your uh, gut tell you on this one? Well, as a as a Bears fan, uh, I'm get I'm out rooting. of the division. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm rooting for him to leave the division. It feels like he's going to leave the division one way or another. Um, there, there were reports this morning about, um, and again, again, I've been traveling all day, but I don't think anything is broken on this. Seems like uh, there's a good vibe between him and the Jets. Um, it's a little bit weird to be that on the nose with the with the Brett Favre career path, right? But fine, whatever. Um, Garrett Wilson is great, and I am. I am fully prepared uh, at the at the drop of a hat. Well, at the at the signing of Aaron Rodgers, anyway. I am fully prepared to rank Garrett Wilson as something like the wide receiver seven, wide receiver eight. I I think that guy became a star last year. I don't I don't think there's much left to do. Um, you just really need to insert a competent quarterback. I would have been happy with Garrett Wilson being paired with I don't know somebody less than Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr would have been fine with me. Um, he just had absolutely abysmal quarterback play last season and now you're talking about upgrading to you know this isn't 
This isn't like the 2010, 2011 version of Aaron Rodgers. I think we all understand that. He's, he's a little bit older. But man, when that guy gets, gets a little bit of time, um, he's still just deadly accurate. He's like weapons grade accurate. So I'm pretty excited to see that with, with Wilson. Um, Wilson, I, I was a little bit of a skeptic, and now I, I just feel terrible about having been skeptical at all last year because I didn't, I didn't get enough Garrett Wilson in Dynasty Leagues. I didn't get enough Garrett Wilson anywhere, and now he's on the verge of having Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. That, I mean, that's just as good as it gets. And Brees Hall, too, by the way. Oh, the, the, well, that's another thing, and that's, you know, we can, we can point to 18 different things that Zach Wilson doesn't do well, but one of the things that he really, really doesn't do well is, um, is complete the, the layups, right? He's, he's absolutely terrible at the simplest stuff. He can make the hero throw, right? He can put the ball 70 yards in the air. Um, there are other guys who can do that. But I've, I've never seen someone who is as inept at throwing screens, at, at hitting like, I, I don't know, I, I just need a guy 10 yards downfield. I, I need a wheel route. I need, I need just a, a simple receiver in the flat like the bunnies. Um, I've, I've hardly ever seen an NFL quarterback who's as bad at the easy stuff as Zach Wilson. Well, you see, the problem here's where this is all your fault now. You don't even blame yourself <laughs> for this because, see, you want him to do layups and he's just into laid up. That's all. He's into the milks, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, he's fair. thinking of getting it's laid. You're thinking about, you know, layups. He's thinking of getting laid. And that's see, <laughs> that's where, you know, you're asking him to do something that he's not, that's not his strength. Well, you know, one, his one strength is his strength is hitting on the on the forty four year old broad in section two twenty seven. That's <laughs> you know that's his expertise there. What the hell is wrong with you, Andy? Yeah, I'm sure his eyes are wide too. After uh, after a few years at BYU, uh, had the had the restraints on probably while he was on campus there. So I get it. It's just that competence as an NFL quarterback will will open a lot of those doors for you. Uh, if he could just achieve it. He doesn't get that part, that if he's successful no. on the field, he can also be successful off the field, but he's just <laughs> worried about being successful off the field. So, you know, it's it's a whole different, you, you just can't, you know, it's it's one of those things. He's young, you know, he's, I, I, I guess his hormones have gotten the best of him, you know, for now at this point. Maybe, you know what, maybe he should hook up with Jada Pinkett. That would be <laughs> That seems like something that can happen. Yeah, it seems like uh, that that is like all parties would be would be open to that. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's definitely one that would uh, that would work there. Uh, your thoughts on Braxton Berrios getting released from the Jets? I got Dolphin fans already clamoring, saying they should go get. They do need a returner since they traded Jakeem the Dream Grant, which you know I was. <laughs> I was personally depressed about that because he's a good returner, actually. Not a, not a receiver. That was the problem here, by the way. With all the injuries, they had to elevate him to, like, the number three receiver. And Jakeem yeah. Grant is supposed to be your number six receiver. He's supposed to be your last receiver that you use, like, you know, break glass when emergency. But as a returner, he's excellent. Obviously went to the Pro Bowl. Uh, and then he got that contract from Cleveland, and well, then you know that unfortunately the poor kid got injured. But they need a returner. So what do you think about Braxton Berrios as well, a returner? Because I know he's not a big time receiver. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it would actually be a, a you know something of a downgrade as a returner, right? But it's um, I like he's a good football player, uh, and I don't like I don't mean that as like damning with faint praise or anything like that, but. Um, 
coaches love putting that guy on the field. Um, he, you know, he, he, he makes more plays than you, than you would think someone like with his presumed talent level would make. Right. Um, quarterbacks love him. Coaches love him. So obviously, uh, if, you know, if he's been released, that's maybe a little bit of a knock against him, but man, that guy always finds his way into game plans and he always finds his way into a handful of targets. So I, I like it. Does it move the needle for a team to sign him? No, but um, is he a totally competent football player who's probably going to see a bunch of snaps? Yeah, sure. Lamar Jackson, what happens, dude? People are uh, they're jumping ship. I, I'm not really into the collusion crap. I, I think that people aren't looking at the big picture. You've got to give up a, a guaranteed deal that that's what he wants. You've got to give up two first-round picks, and you must be willing to change your offense completely to, okay, to so accommodate the, him. That, to me, is the is the key aspect of this. This is not like plugging in, you know, Derek Carr. This is not like plugging in Andy Dalton. This is not like plugging in, you know, sort of a paint-by-numbers pocket passer of a quarterback. This is somebody that you build the whole thing around, right? This is the this is the new centerpiece of your offense, and your offense has to be very different from anything that you've run before. There's only a handful of guys that can, you know, that can slide into that sort of role. You need different sorts of receivers. You need different, you know, you got you got to coach the offensive line differently. You need like you're talking about reshaping an offense from scratch. So this isn't this isn't a plug and play guy. This is you know we we draft for years to accommodate what we have in somebody like Lamar Jackson, right? This is not, it's just not as simple as saying, oh, we need a quarterback. There's a quarterback. Go get it. I'm glad you. I'm glad you and I see uh, eye to eye on that one because it's just. It, I think people just think like, oh no, we'll grab. It's like I laugh here in Miami. Because, oh, no, yeah, no, of course, Mike McDaniel's going to change his entire offense for that kid, and then that kid can actually, or can that kid run Mike McDaniel's offense? No, he can't because you need a pure passer to run this offense. Of course, it's a run-based offense, but, hell, even this year, he chose not to run at times. (laughs) He just let to a pass. The NFL is also a league where you need to you need to build off what you've done last year and the year before. And right. you can't just shake the Etch-A-Sketch every season and say, okay, well, that didn't work. We lost with that. So let's try this other radically different thing. Um, you, you know, that's why the Dolphins are obviously in it for the for the long haul with the, with the cast that they have. And that's the right thing to do. You have a, you have a coach that you trust. You have a quarterback that you pretty much trust. Um, and you have the best receivers in football. So let's, let, let's build on what we just did and, and build on how far we got this last year. Um, that's how it's supposed to work. That's why we talk about year-to-year continuity all the time and the importance of it. And and Lamar in particular is just not, you know, I, like I, I think he's wonderful. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Um, but I'm I'm not ignorant enough to think that you can just plug him in anywhere and say, okay, let's let's go do Lamar things um, after never having had a guy like that. Right. And you know what? A lot of people talk about. Well, no, Washington. If I'm Eric Bieniemy. That's not what the guy wants to prove my my worthiness of being a head coach or an offensive coordinator because now I've got to make him an accurate quarterback, something he hasn't been five years into the league already at this point. Uh, well, plus, that- what is the what is the strength of of you know Washington on offense? They have a great receiving core. Um, Terry McLaurin is great. A stud. Um, that guy, that guy's like a I don't know I don't know if we're calling him top twelve, top fifteen. He's fantastic. Easily, um, easily top fifteen. Easily top yeah, 12. Kurt, 
Curtis Samuel is awesome. Um, Dotson is awesome. Like all Dotson did is catch a touchdown like every five or six receptions this year. Short stuff, long stuff. Um, that receiving core is outstanding. So that is a team where I think you could plug in a lot of guys. Like they would have been, they would have been fine. They'd be fine for Jimmy. They'd be fine for. They would have been fine for Derek Carr. Like I think that is a a really interesting environment with um, absolutely outstanding receivers. Like they're. They don't have that one guy who's just an absolute top of the ranks receiver that that gets everybody buzzing, but the the combination of those three players is just phenomenal. Then again, Terry McLaurin probably doesn't get enough credit for being a stud. That's the thing too. I think if no, he had, well, I think if he I, had a, an elite quarterback, tied with Car- if yeah, he had an elite that's what quarterback, when you're when you're when you're anchored to you know Carson Wentz and nothing but sketchy quarterbacks before that, like, but we're gonna see like. We're going to see at some point Terry McLaurin is going to get himself a quarterback in the NFL, and it's going to be sensational. All right, so where does the Lamar Jackson thing end? Just a a holdout then? I assume it ends with him in Baltimore. Um, You know, Charles Robinson wrote some really interesting uh, – at Yahoo wrote some really interesting stuff in which he talked to agents about uh, Lamar's situation. Like – I, I would I would like to think that this ends with Lamar actually getting an agent and an agent getting something done because we got to be at that point pretty soon. Um, c- c- like it's it's really easy to roll your eyes at the, the you know the nature of the job of a sports agent or anything like that, but that you know they're out there tampering on your behalf, right? They're out there um, making things happen when you when you simply don't have the time for those distractions and you you know you don't have the you don't necessarily have the competence for it either right it's not what you do every day every minute of the day i hope it ends with lamar getting an agent and getting something done with the ravens because that's where that's the team that's invested the time in him that's the system that's built around him that is that is clearly the best landing spot for him um they would then need to go find some receiving assets too but like i still think that's the that's the right spot i know i know a player in the league um that had a pretty good year this year and was out of football and if it wasn't for his agent he wouldn't have had a job his agent knew the general manager and and the general manager did the agent a favor by bringing the guy in and 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 the guy said just give him a couple weeks, get him in shape, and give him a chance. And if if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, you know, you tried, it didn't hurt you. And the guy went on to have actually have a pretty good season, contribute to the team a lot, and um, and it was all because of the agent that, that, that made it happen. So uh, any player that thinks you don't need an agent, it's just – it's ridiculous, dude. It's just stupid. Yeah. You know, those people are working the phones for you. They have um, connections that you never will have. Uh, and then they're your and and they're your buffer for yeah. all of this stuff. They're, because, they're a pipeline of information. Um, yeah. They can, as, as you say, they can do all sorts of things on your behalf that you, you'll never have the time to do. And, and the ugly stuff that's going on now, done. you don't want to be a part of this shit that's going on now. No. You don't want to hear what they really think about you and what warts you have and all that stuff. The agent, you know, keeps you sheltered from that stuff, you know, and, and it's just not a, you you can't imagine his mom is sitting there and you're actually telling his mom, well, you know, we can't give your son a guaranteed contract because, you know, he's broken down the last two years and, you know, he's not necessarily a great passer either. So, you know, what, you know, and, and so it's just, I bet, 
that the Ravens haven't even been able to really be themselves in these negotiations if they're really dealing with his mom, dude. Seriously. It's a, it's a really good it's a really good point. There's only so much you can say, right? You can't you can't deal with brutal honesty. Um, there there's probably I, like I don't know if the people in the I don't know what what level of business acumen the people in the room actually have, but um, it is a it is a different conversation entirely. And again, you're just you're just not getting the the pipeline of information that you would from from uh, any sort of competent. And, and your agent kind of, is negotiating other contracts or has negotiated other contracts in your right. position for your whatever position you play in several times over now. So he's going to yep. know all the ins and outs of it and what one guy got, one one other guy was missing, what clause, this, that. All of these things that they're going to be able to protect you a lot better than somebody that's never put together an NFL contract. And to me, that's yep. I, I, it's 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 really it, it, it's really baffling to me that this guy has not figured out and his mom that they need an agent. I, I don't know how that doesn't cross your mind. Yeah, that, again, is is definitely where I hope this ends. And to your original point just just to reiterate like this is absolutely not a guy that you can just plug into any system um <laughs> and expect it to just hum immediately right like baltimore has carefully over several years built a team to to sort of support lamar and it's not finished right they need the better receiving core but you know it just takes time in the nfl it's not you know it's not major league baseball it's not you know there's there's other sports where you can do this like nba teams can reshuffle all the time and and you know you give them a couple of weeks and stars figure it out um that is that is not how the nfl works the nfl is a little bit more intricate than that um so i i, I really do hope that he lands back with baltimore and i really do hope that he hires an agent and they just get this done because it's not like this isn't fun to talk about this isn't fun conversation i do not enjoy the the unless unless we're getting like big splash deals like we had last year or like you're the dolphins and you just landed tyree kill i don't you know th these off-season transactions and like business of football stuff is not is not why I got into it. <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather be talking about the, the Ravens outlook moving forward and which of these great receivers do they land in the draft or sign in free agency or something like that. I just, I just hate talking about the, um, and, and you know, the, the ridiculous the part chairs. is an agent would have had his contract done two years ago after his two third, years ago, Absolutely. after his third Absolutely. year, it would have been done history in the archives. They would have moved on and and none of this would happen it would be smooth sailing for them and they can stay yep. you know but now you've lost your offensive coordinator he left so and who knows maybe he left because he wants to be you know like a full-fledged offensive coordinator not a guy <laughs> running a run-oriented offense all the time yeah. and you know it kind of reminds me of the miami heat you're running a, a run-oriented offense that limits you in offense and if you fall behind, you can't you can't really play catch up. Hell, right. they led the Dolphins by twenty one points, and Miami stormed back because they have a quarterback in a passing game. And yet, when they were forced to match, they could not do it because that's not the way that offense works. So all of a sudden now, you're playing a, an offense that really is antiquated, and it reminds me of our Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have a you need a two point shot. We got it for you, bro. <laughs> we got all the two-point shots you want, Andy. But there's only one problem in the NBA. 
It's about the threes. It's not about the twos. Yeah. You know, the three, Miami Heat team has constructed. Yep. You know, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo would have been fantastic in the 90s. Fantastic yep. in the 90s. Problem is that Pat Riley and company keep building teams from the 90s. And it's like, bro, you're in <laughs> 2023. And I think, you know, that offense, that's the, that's the dangerous part of that kind of offense. By the way, Tennessee was kind of in that same boat. Different ways, but you were counting on the one guy, Derrick Henry. Why? Because your quarterback wasn't a difference maker with his arm. And then that's the problem. He was just a facilitator, a game manager. And at one point or another, in this league, you have to be explosive, dude. You have to be and, able to get chunk plays. More to the, more to the point, in, in that conference, right, like Kansas City is just a problem that's going to sit there for a decade, right? Like you're going <laughs> to – there's going to be different names in the in the receiving room and all that, but it's still going to be Patrick Mahomes for the next. You know, you got you got peak Patrick Mahomes now for like the next ten years, twelve Shit, years. They're talking. They're talking Hopkins. Yeah, they're talking Hopkins like, to go there. You're going to have to find a way to to score with Kansas City for the next ten years if you think you're a serious AFC team. You're, you like you got to get to thirty-seven. You got to get to thirty-five all of the time. Um, you've got to be the sort of team that can fall behind 14 to nothing and like Kansas City be like whatever what's what's two scores to us we're gonna we're gonna finish at 38 you know you've got to be that kind of offense and you, you don't get there by playing slow you don't get there by running the ball 45 times a game um, it's just it's just not how that's done all right follow him on Twitter at Andy Barons what do you got going on on Yahoo this week so much baseball. Um, fantasy baseball season is ramping up. Uh, we've, we've got a million things, a million pieces of content out there. By, right by the way, uh, you baseball. want another offensive juggernaut? The Miami Marlins, baby. <laughs> That's right. 42-run differential. We've scored. Let me see. I, I, I took the notes. That I took the, they're 1-9. in nine. They got a 42-run differential right now, worst in Major League Baseball. We've lost seven in a row, worst in Major League Baseball. And the 31 runs scored in 10 games, the worst in Major League Baseball. And? I'm just I'm just here to tell you, I can't, they what? I can't have Edward Cabrera fail. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. We beat Israel last night. We're in. We're good. Yeah. All right. We're good. Turn We're good. Around. We're good. We beat Israel. There we go. We're set. <laughs> We're set. We're, um, is Israel in the NL East? Uh, 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 well, it's in the it's in some kind of East, but <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the East. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you want a juggernaut, I'm sure you're talking a lot about the Marlins and draft Marlins. Constantly, buy it's, just, Marlins. it's just nothing but Marlins talk. It's wall to wall Marlins talk. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. All right, follow him there at Andy Barons. And, of course, if you're getting ready for fantasy baseball, do everything but stay away from Marlins. That's that's the advice from <laughs> Yahoo Sports. That's right actually Just it's not that bad, actually. Sandy if I had to Jazz, sum it up in one sentence, Sandy Jazz and stay away from everything else. That's kind of what they're, <laughs> they're going to tell you. Andy, appreciate you, bro. Hey, good luck to your daughter, man. I hope she kicks ass. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. You got it, baby. We'll catch up next week. Thank you. Later, big guy. You got it. There you go. The great Andy Barron's. Yes, sir. Sports Grill. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want to watch the Marlins score no runs this season? Go to Sports Grill. You want to watch Inter Miami score a lot of goals and add Messi? Go to Sports Grill. 
When the Dolphins roll around, you go to Sports Grill. When the Miami Heat are in the playoffs, go to Sports Grill. When the Panthers are finishing up this season, I don't know if they'll be in the playoffs, but at Sports Grill, you can catch all the playoff games. You can take home your favorite sauce. It's a beautiful thing. Mondays, the Kendall location's got the rock and roll playing and the milkshakes going on all night long. So many things going on. The new Doral location is off the chain, baby. Eight awesome locations. Go to sportsgrill.com. Find the nearest location to you. Sports Grill, baby. Enjoy your sports. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the family. This has been the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports Andy Barons. Cheer on your favorite South Florida sports team at SportsGrill.com. With eight great locations, go to SportsGrill.com and find a slice of sports heaven. There you go. A slice of sports heaven. You know what's heaven right now? This dip in the market is freaking heaven. Heaven. Holy moly, what's going on? Wow. Bitcoin's down to 20,400 right now, which is not that bad considering everything else is taking a major bath. Like ADA is down to 30 cents. Adam is at $10.80. I mean, H bar is down to five and a half cents. Chainlink is at $6.13. Some monster dips. Polka dots at $5.36. Now that guy can check back with me and complain. Um, I mean, the, uh, the, the market went down 500 points, I think it is. 542 points is down the Dow. And then S&P, which a lot of times uh, the S&P and, and Bitcoin go together, it's down uh, now 40 points. 40 points. But the Dow's down now 285 points now. So gained back a little bit. NASDAQ, it's just down a third of a point. It's not down by much. But, man, yep, things are... Uh, are, are taking a bath right now. It's actually looking a lot more than how I thought it would when I thought we wouldn't, we would be still in hell through August, September, and then things would start uh, looking up. And maybe that's what it is. EJ Barro says, life is just a fantasy. Yeah. I want to live that fantasy life. It's a good tune, by the way. He had two songs, that one and Monkey on Your Back. But fan, but Fantasy, was a, that was a really, really good tune. Really good tune. The only thing that uh, Aldo has got, Aldo's got to stop wearing that leopard uh, suit. He's a little too old to wear the leopard suit. That's all. That's all I would say to Aldo. Stay away from the leopard suit. All right, let's do it. It is time for the man, the myth, the legend that is Alan Poupart. And our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report. Dolphins fans, time to get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart in our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on a big old radio show. Ah, yes, we are back, we're back, we're back, and there he is, locked and loaded, and Brad, all right, all right, what, what, what are you looking at, my shirt, uh, Greta, yeah. 
last night. Last fun night. Fact about, fun fact about Aldo Nova, by the way, born and raised, born in Montreal. No, where he was raised was born in Montreal, my hometown. Ah, okay. He's Canadian, eh? All right. Is is he one of those guys? Did he make it into the Canadian Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm less than no clue. Okay. All right. I'm not familiar with the Canadian who's in there. I would assume Russia's in there. Sarah McLaughlin, Alanis Morissette, I would hope's in there. Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Celine Dion. April Wine. April Wine, also from Montreal. Um, Chili what I can't imagine would is, be in the Is April thing. Wine in there? They got to be, right? I would I would imagine, yeah. I love April Wine. Uh, uh, Neil Young, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's a couple Canadians. Eh? They, they actually can play some music. Not They're at, actually more famous for, for comedians. whole Tri- bunch of comedians. Triumph. There you go. Uh, Lay it on the line. Great song. Love that song. No, I love that. I love that band. Period, bro. God. Uh, have you ever heard um, Young Enough to Cry from Triumph? It's my favorite song. It's sung by the drummer. Okay. okay. The drummer was kind of the lead of the band, actually. I don't know if you know that. He was kind of the boss. In fact, him and Rick Emmett have had a falling out and all that kind of stuff and financial and all that. You'll never see them get back together again, which is a real shame because, you know. And by the way, what is it with Canadians and three-man bands? They're, like, pretty good at that. They, they come up with the three-man band all the time. It's pretty impressive. Well, who else outside of Rush? I mean, uh, Rush is... No, Triumph was also a three-man band. No, Triumph, I mean, saying outside of Triumph and Rush. I mean, Rush is like... Um, wait a minute. Is... Um, uh, what's it called? These... Um, super uh, whatever... Uh, oh, damn it. What's uh, what's this band that's a three-man band? That's, are they Canadian? <laughs> oh, God. Nickelback's uh, Canadian, but I don't think they're the three-man band. Um Muse is Muse is it is Muse, oh, Muse Canadian? Is British. Oh, they're British. Okay, yeah. I thought they were Canadian. So no, that's not, I think that's there's another three man Canadian band that I'm forgetting, and it, it it might be it might not be as big. Well, nobody's as big as Rush. That's that's as big as it gets. But um, you know, or Triumph. But it, there's another one that I think I'm missing. Don't know why. You're not comparing Triumph to Rush, are you? No. But Triumph is great, but oh, no, no. I don't know their material. Like I said, Rush is as big as it gets. Yeah, Rush, Rush is. Rush is up there with the greatest of all the greats. That's not that's not up for arguments or anything. Like that. But Triumph is freaking awesome, dude. Okay, oh, Rock and Roll Machine. They they have so many great songs that are. It, it, it's really a, a an excellent band. But there's, I know there's another three. Well, they're saying Hanson. That's, you know, that's pretty good. from like Missouri or Kansas or something. Oh, really? They're not Canadian? No. I don't know. I don't don't believe so. That would have been funny. Somebody's throwing out the guess who. They're Canadian. Are they a three-man band? I don't believe so. Burton Cummings. No, uh, there was several people in that band. Four or five five people. Randy Bachman was in that band. I think there were like four or five people. Avril, uh, Avril Levine is also a Canadian, eh? Could you stop with the A already? Jesus. Why, why, it's, you're supposed to do it automatically when you say Canadian A. Except except it's, it's, there's a law that goes with it, right? Isn't it? It's like saying somebody's from Cuba, coño. I mean, it's like, or somebody's from, from the U.S., y'all. I mean, it's. Well, no, that's a certain part of the U.S. 
Well, the well, with a the Cuban is a part, part of, with the Cuban the part of the coño, you were you were right on target. You were good with the Cuban one, but the the, the y'all doesn't really go because it's only a certain part of of the country that says y'all. You know, and the A is only a certain part of Canada. That's the point. Oh, it is about. really. What what part yes, is it? Yes. What, uh, I believe it's like from Ontario. I don't think you you hear BC people saying A. Okay. Oh, Lover Boy, are they? They're Canadian. From Vancouver, yes. Yeah, there you go. They weren't definitely not a three man band, but they are excellent. Do yep. like I do like a little Lover Boy. I got no problem with that. I, I man, I don't know why I think we're missing one that was a. Oh, Tiny Tim was he Canadian also? Were you tiptoeing through the tulips? Was I, I didn't know that. So. I don't believe so, but I, I I'll look up Tiny that. Tim. There is he Canadian? Tiny Tim. That's funny if he's Canadian. That would be funny right there. Somebody is mentioning the, the Yoko Ono plastic band. Were, were they Canadian? Really? Really? Oh, he was born in Manhattan, New York. <laughs> Tiny Tim from Manhattan, New York. <laughs> and spoiler alert, Boston was not from Canada either. The band Boston? No, 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 no. I think they actually are from that area, aren't they? Aren't they from the from the Massachusetts area? From Boston, hence yeah. the name of the band. Yeah, exactly. And and he went to MIT and everything, Tom Schultz. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That dude made his own guitar and 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 he built his own studio and they recorded all of the albums at his house. Every one of the albums were recorded at his studio in his house. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Pretty smart dude. There's no doubt. Yeah. They're throwing Nickelback on you guys. Do you, do they're, from, you... they're from Calgary, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, apologies there. I'm sorry that you have to. Talk about polarizing band. Holy moly. I know. I know. I, and by the way, I'm guilty. I kind of like Nickelback. So. They, got so. Some, they got a couple of good songs, and they have also have a very generic sound. I know they have a generic sound, but they do have a couple of good songs. They actually do make a couple songs that I do like, I got to say. I can't. Uh, by the way, are you uh, on the bandwagon of calling uh, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel a liar? Because it's like, uh, here we go. Here's Scott Zolak, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. And then the other uh, former uh, backup Green Bay, uh, I mean, uh, Patriot uh, quarterback. I forgot the guy's name. Scott Zolak. No, no. Oh, the, no, no, no. Um, the other one. There's another one. I forgot. But they're all throwing out that Brady to Miami. Brady already told you he's not coming. And... See, here's my problem with all of this. Greer and McDaniel really haven't been liars to, to the media or to the fan base. It's You can't control some of the people around you, you know, like in the past, whether it's the owner or the head coach or whatever. Um, it, it's basically you're, you're calling those guys like flat-out liars when they've been telling you from the first moment of the offseason that they're committed to Tua, and yet it doesn't stop. I don't get it. I really don't understand it, Alan. No, but here's the thing, though. If you look, look at the story with the, the Zolak comment, it's basically just saying what, what Rich Eisen said. Uh, there's nothing – doesn't sound like there's anything new from his, from his end where he got any sort of inside info. Look, something happens at two in August or September. Yeah, sure, sure self can see the Dolphins picking up the phone and say, hey, Tom, you're interested. But in the, in the meantime, no. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm not I'm – not, 
I'm not buying that. Yeah, I, I don't think they're exploring anything right now. I think what they're exploring is in trying to improve this team. And uh, your thoughts on, on uh, the Chubb thing, is that just step one of many to uh, start to clear up space? Correct. It seemed like a no-brainer. Yeah, it, it, the only issue there is you're, you're kind of creating cap issues. You're moving cap. You're pushing cap issues down the road. Uh, but right now they're in a situation where they they made a big push last year, this year, maybe for even next year to have like a guy, guys of key core guys to make a big run. Right. Well, from that standpoint, so now they got to deal with okay. Now we got to create this cap space to be able to put together a team because it's not just not just getting under the cap they have to create space to where they will have room under the cap because they got to resign right now they have a i believe i saw this morning 43 players on the contract yes 43 that's i'm, I'm no math no math genius that means you but need 10 like, to get to 53 yeah that, that's less than nine than 90 i mean that's less than half the 90 um and you don't have a single running back under contract so that's going to have to be addressed so they need to create space not just get down to the cap and you look at certain of the contracts that scream, that's an easy restructure to push stuff down the road. Tyreek Hill's one, Bradley Chubb was another one. Right, yeah, and I would imagine Teron Armstead's going to be another one that, they're, that they may explore and, uh, and try to open up some space. How big of a, of a player do you think they'll be in free agency? One, two, or three free agents? And I'm talking about players that are not on this team, not guys that are free agents on your own team. Well, yeah, I mean, unless they bring back everybody, again, they're at 43 players, so they're going to be signing players. If the question is how many splash free agent signings yes. they make, yes. th that, that would be pretty low. I think I think three might be like – I don't want to say Teron Armstead because Teron Armstead's a whale uh, to that level. Um, like, Will, even will they get a whale? Will they get a Jordan Poyer? Will they get uh, – um... Uh, Not at I, well I, level. I mean, Tyrone Armstead was like what, eight, seventeen million a year or something like that. I don't think they're getting a player like that. Um, I'm not seeing that. I think they may get maybe room for one ten million a year plus guy, but I could see maybe more so five or six more reasonably priced guys. And hmm. Jordan Poyer's thing is going to come down to what the market is for him he's a hell of a player but he's 32 and um, safeties don't get paid that much money don't get paid. and and okay. by all accounts it's a great year for safeties in the draft um it's the same thing with tight ends i mean it's it's everybody talks about how nuts the tight end class is in this draft nuts as in great right it's weak it's weak in free agency yeah well it's got you if you can make Gesicki, dalton schultz not a bad player um those are the two who jump off the top of my head. Ingram got tagged, so he's he's off the market. Yeah. But no, I, I can't see them making a. I don't expect like the whale and maybe one, like let's put it semi whale. How's that for a term? Okay. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, I I would consider Jordan Poyer a semi whale. Right. That, that Poyer, would, that... Poyer, Bobby Wagner's a semi whale. If they trade for Jalen Ramsey, that would be a whale. The problem with Jalen Ramsey now, the late, the latest that I saw with him is part of the issue is he wants a new contract. Yeah, they're he's not trading kind of, for Jalen Ramsey. Kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. If we're going to be honest, yes. I mean he's a little bit of a prima donna, uh, hell of a player, but I don't know. Like if I rank him, Wagner, Poyer, or Ramsey, I have Ramsey three. 
Yeah, I, I have no interest. I actually have zero interest in Ramsey because it's a big salary and you have to give up compensation. Uh, I'm going to go get guys that I don't have to give up compensation because the, the, the few picks you have, you, you need to use those picks. You, you need to... You, you need to find something there. You can't just be trading away your picks also and cap space at the same time. So for me, I'd rather I, – I, I really like Poyer and Wagner as my free agent, you know, dips. Because I, I think this guy needs – in order for his defense to work, he's going to need another elite cover safety, and he definitely needs a linebacker in the middle that can, you know – he needs an eraser in the middle. And Hell, if he, if he lands those two, I think I'd be, I'd be fine with nothing but like minimum salary, free right. agent, or close to it. To, and, to and, and bring back most of the, your guys, yeah. Correct. Right. Yes. None of them, none of them are going to break the bank, the bank, because that's why there was never any thought the Dolphins would franchise tag any of their pending UFAs. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, none of them deserve to be, Correct. you know, um, um, oh, what's it called, uh, tagged. Well, um, we had Robert Jones on earlier on the show, and uh, he was terrific. Um, how do you think they're going to handle the offensive line? Do you think they'll go and find a free agent for the guard spot? Left guard, that is, because obviously the right guard is solved with Hunt. Or do you think they're going to allow Eichenberg and others like, like Robert Jones to battle out for that spot? I don't think it's a high priority. I really don't. Uh, and I know I keep hearing right tackle. This is a spot. It wouldn't, and again, with same with running back, I wouldn't be shocked if they obviously Jackson's under contract, he's going to come back. Wouldn't be shocked if they brought back Brandon Shell. Um, Brandon Shell goes on the market. Is he a slam dunk guy to, to, to be signed by a team as a starter? I don't think so. He may look at the Dolphin situation and look at what they have and say, I'm going to come back there. I'm beating out Austin Jackson. So, and then for the Dolphins, you got the security blanket with Shell, and you can give an, uh, Jackson another look because the Dolphin coaches were talking about how promising he looked. And we, the truth is we don't know because we didn't see him practice, and he barely played because he got hurt pretty quickly, you know, both early in the season and when he come back. So I, I, I kind of be, be surprised if um, – there was a big splash signing. I know Mike McGlinchey said yesterday uh, in a radio interview in San Francisco that based on the scuttlebutt you heard at the Combine, he's expecting to sign pretty quickly. John Lynch said last week, don't see a way we can keep him. And, of course, you do the connection to Mike McDaniel. And is it somebody who logically is going to come to Miami? But as I indicated in a story I wrote today, updating our free agent tracker, which will be updated again uh, not too long after I wrap up with you here. Um, there's also there's a plenty of 49er hooks around the NFL, including Rand Carthon, who's now the GM in Tennessee, and Tennessee's O-line badly needs help. And then there's a hookup connection in Houston with D'Amico Ryans as the new head coach, and that O-line's a complete mess, except for our good friend Lar Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. Okay. Um, when uh, you look at... Um... Uh, the quarterback situation. We've talked about this many times. Where are you at now that we're getting close to free agency? Um, we all know, those of us with common sense, two is the guy. They're not looking for a number one guy. But they are going to look for, McDaniel said, that 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 um, that um, Skyler's not going to go uh, uh, unchallenged. 
where will that where will that challenge come from will it come from the draft or will it come from free agency what's your gut tell you there it makes zero sense if the idea again unless they do what we talked about monday which is take the big shot with hendon hooker if he slides right it makes zero sense to draft another young developmental quarterback to challenge what you have which is a young developmental quarterback so the to me it's a no-brainer you go for a veteran who is a good fit in terms of durability in terms of mindset where this is not somebody who's going to come in and hoping he's going to start somebody who's comfortable with being a backup andy dalton joe flacco uh we can throw out garden gardner Minshew, but uh, folks in philly i know aren't necessarily that high on him uh i heard marcus mariota thrown out no no thank you uh, yeah no thank you Outside of that, I heard somebody, Jameis Winston, mention and no thank you either because you need the offense is based on quick decision, getting rid of the ball quickly, and I don't really think that's Jameis Winston's forte, number one. And number two, I kind of have the feeling that he may be looking for someplace where Adley has at least a shot to start. Um, without looking at the list again, I think those are the two guys. For some, I, I keep going back to those two guys who, to me um, – wouldn't even throw out the pot. Wouldn't even rule out the possibility of Jacoby Brissett. Uh, oh, Jabroni. He's another one who maybe maybe doesn't process quickly, but he's a good guy. He's a good locker. He's a well, good locker guy, yeah. and he'll be he'll be okay, understanding his role. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, the only thing is, I don't know if he really fits there. Uh, by the way, we were just. I was just reminded. Saga is a Canadian band. Uh, on the loose. Yeah, that's right. Tonight we're on the yeah, loose. That's a, good, that's a great song. That's a great song. Uh, and actually, that album is pretty good. Uh, the band is also from Canada. I did not know that. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, somebody is asking question for you. What was the first CD you bought with your own money? My, if I had to guess, because it's been a long time, this was something I had as a as a record. And as a <laughs> Sean's track. making fun of you, he says that would be a tape or an eight track. Well, no, no. The first thing I bought was 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 a forty five, actually. Yeah, me too. Uh, first CD, probably Super Tram, Crime of the Century. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And by the way, they are Canadian too, right? They're British. Oh, they're British. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hodgins. Is British. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He is British. I did see them once. But just just him. I didn't get to see the, the the Super Tramp band. You saw him at Hard Rock Stadium, and he played like I don't know five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw him at Jerry Park in 1979 Ooh. when the Expos used to play. Wow, it was a great and concert. That, and was that that was Breakfast in America? Yeah. Breakfast in America. Yep. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, a lot of people don't. Don't figure that the album cover is an airplane window looking out into New York City. A great, a great cover. Right. A lot of you, like, you, you, what is this? And then you're, like, looking. Oh, yeah, she's supposed to be a statue. Okay, but what is it? And then, it's you know, you, you don't realize you're actually looking out an airplane window at New York City, but in their, in the way that they, uh, they formed it. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. All right, what do you got going on uh, on Sports Illustrated so folks can check you out, my friend? Well, as I mentioned, I got the uh, free agency tracker that mm-hmm. I keep updating. Um, 
I did, whatchamacallit, I was at the Mike Pouncey press conference today for his official contract signing and, the, and retirement uh, and all sorts of other good, good – yep, can't speak anymore. Take your other goodies on the site. There you go. He's uh, he's printing articles like uh, the U.S. prints money. So there's a lot of articles coming out. Follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Alan, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you immensely. You got it. Have a great weekend. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. And EJD Construction, you call my guy Eric. And listen, whatever it is you've got in your little mind that you want to create for your home, custom home construction, major home remodeling, EJD Construction can handle it. 305-433-4843. Fully insured. Liability. And and uh, what's it called? The workers' comp. So you're not going to get sued. And whatever project you want to do, they got it. It's not a handyman thing. We're talking about, like, you need to redo your roof. You need to upgrade your roof to make sure that you uh, pass uh, the inspection for your new policy for for hurricane insurance. Because if you don't have your roof upgraded nowadays and your roof is older than 20 years, you're not going to get that new policy. And in South Florida... You need hurricane insurance, okay? So call them, EJD Construction. You want to build a second floor. You want to build a new room. Whatever it is that your your mind is thinking that you need, okay? We have a listener that had to remediate their entire home because it, it, it got on fire, so they have to gut it all out and restart, and they can do that too. So you name it. Whatever it is that you need, you got to modernize that kitchen, EJD Construction, 305-433-4843. You've been listening to the EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins Report with Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDConstruction.com is your custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All right, all right, all right. He says Pouncey tattooed his dome. He did? He's got, he's got a tattoo on his head now? That shit's got to hurt, bro. I mean, don't, like, I don't have any tattoos. Uh, but I hear that, like, it's like a painful process, right? There's some pain that goes with it. So I can imagine that if you're doing it in sensitive areas, like some of you that do it in the genital area or face or or head or something, I, I got to imagine that that hurts even more. I don't know. Again, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe I'm making more than what it is. I've never done it, so I have no idea. But from what I hear, it's not a. It's not supposed to be very pleasant all the time there, right? And I gotta imagine that when you do it in sensitive areas, oh my god, that is crazy, man! Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, what else do we have to uh, talk about in today's world? You see, Sean Payne has a uh, motivational tool for his um, for his Broncos team. Did you hear about this? <laughs> He's uh, putting down a broken down car in front of the facility, so when the players walk in, they see it. But the broken down car has 
No rear view mirror and no side mirrors. Why? Because he doesn't want the players looking back. He doesn't want them thinking about what happened last year. It's a new year. They're turning the corner and they're looking ahead. I personally hate all this shit. Okay? These guys don't need this kind of crap to motivate them. And I, I don't... Listen, I might be a thousand percent wrong. Won't be the first time. I just think that this thing is going to be a disaster. That's what I think. I, 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 I really think that this is going to be a disaster. We'll see. But this Sean Payton just... I don't know. There's something about him. Let me see. He's got blonde hair? Oh, no, that's just shiny. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he has, like, some kind of tat inside. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I got to We got to get him on the show and ask him. That's what we got to do and talk about it. Uh, big old Boston, yes, it is a guitar. All of them are guitars, yes. Every one of them in, that are flying around, they're not a spaceship. It's a guitar upside down. Very good. You are correct, sir. Uh, big O, I wonder if Peyton forgot to take out the backup cameras as well. <laughs> I, I, it's just those props, you know, um... Sperano had, uh, what is it, to let the wolf eat or, or something like that. Uh, Wanstead had uh, lobster traps. They were having what they called a trap game in between two big games. And so one week they all walk in and there's lobster traps all over the locker room. So don't fall for the trap. Uh, we, we've seen them put out, uh, you know, a, a, a bit of cheese. Don't, don't go for the cheese. You know, I, I just think that all these things are stupid. They have nothing to do with winning. And these not, these aren't kids, man. They're grown ass men and they're getting paid. And the, the, you know how you motivate a, a player that you know what you're doing. So if Sean Payton knows what he's doing and coaches them up right, that's how the guys are going to be motivated. They're not going to be motivated because they saw some kind of a lobster trap. Feed the wolf. Give me a break, dude. None of this stuff ever works. And I see this shit with Sean Payton, and it's like, okay, now it's... This ain't starting off well. I get that, you know, it's going to be maybe a little, some tension between him and Russell, right? Because I don't think he wanted to work with Russell Wilson. As much as Russell Wilson wanted to work with him, he didn't want to work with Russell Wilson. And now he's got to try to figure it out this season if he can. Because there's already reports that Russell will have a short leash on what's going on. So I'm sure when he took over the team, he said, hey, I get it that we paid him this money, but I'm not going to play him if I don't think he's the guy. And then they probably told him, you do what you have to do. You're the head coach. But I saw that whole thing about a broken down car in front of the facility, and it's like, yeah. 
Not good. Not good. We'll see. But then again, listen. Although I still might be right because, like I tell you all the time, anybody could have a good day, good week, good month, good year. You know, but I, Dan Campbell did better than I expected. Now, maybe this year they regress and they get back to being the Lions again and it was an aberration and I was right. But he did better than I expected. And we'll see if he can continue. If he does it this year again, then you know they've turned the corner then. That's for sure. Maybe Sean Payton, the car wasn't a motivational piece. It's more looking at what the result's going to be, the train wreck. Okay. All right. All right. So he's predicting. Yeah, he's the removed future. the mirror so far, but by the end, the car's going to be totally demolished. Right. And look like the train wreck that's going to probably be coming. Okay. I like that. I like that. Lobster traps would have just made me hungry. It's probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I brought the butter. Where are they? You know, that kind of stuff. I got it. 85% of the time when coaches do these props, they get fired. It's never good. NFL Neanderthals motivated by symbolism and nuance. Champagne and Russ is going to be a train wreck. I'm going to enjoy watching. All those 10-year veterans on, on, on the team, they see Peyton using these props and are like, this dude's serious? Exactly. That's exactly right, Ray. That's exactly it. He should have just loaded the car with money. Right. I mean, like, whoever performs gets the money. There, that, That's motivation. That's motivation. Yeah, the team MVP gets the carload of money. Uh, Sean Payne is such an overrated coach. He wasn't that good without Drew Brees. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out now, right? Because you know he's going to draft his own quarterback. And he's never drafted and developed his own quarterback. Okay. Because Drew Brees was already turning the corner the last year in the Chargers. I was going to say San Diego, and I'm actually right because at that moment it was San Diego. And then I just caught myself and I said Chargers. <laughs> and I actually, that was the one moment I could have still gotten away with San Diego. Uh, the car is Russell, maybe. Oh, who's the worst play-by-play guy in South Florida history? I say it's Josie Gacky. Encephalo, nothing personal with them, but man, brutal. Oh, I enjoy Josie. I enjoy Josie. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay? I enjoy Josie. I'll leave it like that. We'll just, we'll just leave it there. You figure out the rest. Okay? A bag of money hanging from the ceiling like a QB gate. Exactly. Never forget Sean Payne went six years going seven and nine with a Hall of Fame quarterback and a talented offense. Yeah. That, I, you know, you're, to me, I, I think it's going to be a disaster. But we'll see. We shall see what we shall see. Right? That's basically it. What else do we have going on in the world? Oh, Kevin Durant is injured. But I mean, like, shocker, he's injured. 
Did you see the video of the injury, though? No, like, no. No. He goes in just for a regular a layup, layup. Yeah. And it's like his shoe got caught in the floor. And it looks, it looked like, I mean, I, again, I just saw the video. I didn't see anything after. The way his leg goes and, like, it, 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 looked, it looked pretty bad. Well, they got him out four to six weeks. Yeah, I mean, I would, yeah, okay. Again, because I'm not, I'm not the size of Kevin Dur- Durant or anything like that, but that, it looked, it looked serious. It looked serious. Really? Yep. Because at first I, I read was, all about it. I didn't watch yeah, it at again. First, I was at a I concert thought, last well, night. I thought so like I, they said that like, he fell or like he tripped or something. Something and oh, okay. And then when you watch it, it's like it's almost like a non-contact injury for a football player. It's kind of like what what I I would I guess equate it to. I didn't see it last night. Uh, but I mean, you know what? Maybe I can. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got. I got it up now. And the video too. Uh, let me. Uh, let me see, because I got a stinking commercial in the way, so I've got to wait for the damn commercial to end, so I can actually see it. Let me see. Here it is. Layup line. Okay. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, it was Kevin Durant's injury. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah, it was ugly. But then he's kind of like... He's tightening his, his shoe back up. Oh, let me see. Oh no, this is actually again. Okay, so this is a this is a replay of it. Okay, no, no, no. He went back to you know after he twists his ankle, he he stays playing. And then I guess he then I guess he must have left after that, and then he's out four to six weeks. Oof. But he always has he's always had injury history. Unfortunately, that's been a thing with Kevin Durant. That's bad. Steve Calibro, he's in the house. He's ready to go. There you go. How the hell are you doing? Um, well, not better than you because you're giving away a Mercedes. I mean, you, you, you're like Santa Claus here. April away birthday. People aren't believing us. Alfa Romero, then a Ford F-150 Lightning, and now a Mercedes Benz, dude. But they're not believing because it's April 1st. But it's really going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's going to happen. It's, it's, it's a beautiful car. I'm not a Mercedes fan, you know. Uh-huh. But I'd buy that. I'd buy that. I'd drive that thing. Well, yeah, well, of That's course. That's a nice one. It's a nice it looks, one. It's, like a, it's a Mercedes with an iPad in it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's, like a, it's a, almost like, you know, I like toys in my cars, you know, as many toys and options as you can get. I, uh, and and this, this one's got some nice toys. Yeah. It's, it's a beauty. It, it's like when you're a kid and somebody pulls in with a new Cadillac. And the Cadillac always was the, 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 the car that had the most, most bells and whistles. Every time it had all the newest gadgets of whatever it was, Cadillac was always on oh, top yeah. of it. I could tell you, I'm going to tell you a gadget that I don't think I could do without. You know, like, we all really would have a hard time. This is not what I'm, I'm going to say one before that. We really would have a hard time without, like, automatic windows, right? I mean, like, oh, come God, on. Yeah. Or door locks, you know, that would be, like, my kids, 
I remember my kids were about in their teens, you know, and or yeah, they're about in their late teens. And I had, somehow I got an old truck and it didn't have power windows and power doors. And they thought it was really cool that you had to wind up the window. They, they were like thinking it was cool, good, because they'd never seen it. You know? so, so that's something you never imagined. But I got, a new, I got another gadget on a car that I think is a no-brainer. Well, I like the electric window one because that no, is... No, but the, the blind spot mirror, have, do you have, where your, dry, your, your rear view mirror has a little... Yeah, the, yeah, I gotta tell you, I don't think I could buy because I have it in my car and they don't have it in my wife's car, and I think I'm gonna get I'm get myself in trouble when I drive my. I don't think I want to drive my wife's car because you get a little lazy because you look over, you see the thing, you don't move over. Right. And then when you're driving, I'm driving her car, I look over, I don't see it because it doesn't have the gadget. Right. It doesn't. Have, right. <laughs> I can get yeah. myself in a jam. You and know? sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you right. know, Whoa! So, wait a minute, I didn't see it. I had blind so I like spot. The, the yeah. blind spot light. I love it. I don't think I'll ever buy a car that doesn't have it. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, that's and the Mercedes has it. Oh, yeah, there <laughs> the you go. Mercedes has it. There you go, but you're not eligible. That's the problem. I am not eligible. I am not. You know, I'm going to have Sean is eligible. Sean's eligible. He is. Sean, Sean could... All you have to do is play. You yeah. come in, the more you play, the more entries you get. That's it. You don't even have to win or lose. It doesn't matter. If you that's win, it. if you win, you Hundreds still and hundreds of machines here, so you get uh, eight, to play and you get to get in what was for the, number? the Mercedes giveaway. What was the number? Did you, did you say, you want me to say the number again? I just said hundreds. No, that's it. You don't just want hundreds. me to say the number. No, huh? don't say the number because <laughs> the next it time we've got to give tickets. I it wanna... went up a little from the last time. <laughs> it went up a little, okay. All right, good. Literally, in the last 10 days, it went up about seven or eight, you know? <laughs> we squeezed them in in the, in the back corner there, you know? <laughs> Honestly, it's a true story. I mean, you think I'm not... <laughs> I'm surprised. You know, I'm surprised while you guys are doing boxing in the back area where the roof is, that you didn't have some kind of tables or stuff like that while people are... You know, we can't. It's all the... Re you know, we're so heavily regulated. The casino So you can't really move it around. No, it has to be in a confined area. You know, and, and you know, confined... Like the slots, at least. So the confined area has to be four walls, and the entrances are all monitored by security. It's kind of like... Because I was thinking about that the other day. I was going, can you imagine if you can bring out some tables, this and then some people could be playing... You know, blackjack and watching boxing would be cool as hell. It's super it's, cool. It's sort of like the blackjack tables in the pools in Vegas. Right. Come on, that's as cool as it gets. You yeah. swim up to a blackjack table. You got a couple hundred wet dollar, you know, hundred dollar bills, and you know, but you know, you're looking cool, and you walk. You you know, the sights are ridiculous. What's the name of that hotel? It's got the big ass pool with all the big screens and all that. Um, oh, oh, the new one downtown. Yeah, the one in downtown. The one in uh, Fremont. Yeah, so I was told the best experience to watch Monday Night Football. Two guys, and we were going to go, we're, we're going to go next year because um, we go out for the show on Monday and we watch Monday Night Football, which is, you know, five o'clock. You know, we could, we could talk to Mr. Brunetti and build something like that here with all those pool, the pools and the big screens. Well, we and can't because they won't let us put, Vegas is, the, the regulators are really cool. They want to put the blackjack tables in a pool. Our guys are like, you know, they're nice. Okay, so we don't they're put the good, blackjack but cool. tables, but, <laughs> but, but can you imagine in the middle of the track, we make it all pools and big screens and all that? That would become the ultimate <laughs> sports bar well, in South Florida. So, John Bernetti could get inspired when I take him out there to Vegas in this October. That's it. We're going there because he wants to go and because we, us, we were together. Ideas? Yeah, well, he when we were together when the people were ranting and raving about how great this. I forget the name of that hotel. It was uh, it's a. It's with a C, man. 
I, I forgot, the, but it's like uh, it, it's, it's downtown. Not, it's, it's not in, circus, but it's um, circa, 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 yes. circa, circa, yes, yeah, circa. That's and, it. and their pool is just knocked circa. down the best. But I do have another thing to talk about besides the Mercedes. Okay. All these quarterbacks and free agency. So Daniel Jones making forty million. Lamar being well, they represented were, they, you by know, the Giants thing. The Giants thing. They were locked in a awkward position because they didn't want to lose Saquon, but then they couldn't uh, tag him because then they then but, they have to let Jones go and then test the market. Which again, to me, is crazy that they even gave him that contract. But whatever. I'm not necessarily still a Daniel Jones believer. But I think they wanted to keep both and keep the continuity of it. And so that's why they agreed to one and then tagged the other. But apparently, they're going to give him a contract, too, when yeah, it's all said and done. But I hope it's – so I heard they offered about 13. The right. tag is 10, right. 10 change. And I think they offered him somewhere around 13. But I hope it, it maybe it inches up to like 15 or 16 because seems – I understand he's a running back. He's not and a he's quarterback, in, and he's injury prone. I, I, I wouldn't want to go up to fifteen if I'm the Cow, if I'm the Giants fan. No, I'm I'm sort of on his side personally. Yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. Not, not on I get what you're saying, but if I'm the one. if I'm the team, he's an injury prone guy. He's had a lot of injuries. But he looked and, like a beast this year because he's always been a beast. He, he, but this year he was looking looking and, good. If he stays healthy, you know he's a yeah, beast. He's, but he plays a collision position. So. Yeah. All right, That's Lamar Jackson, yes. represented by his mother. Now yes. I know it's represented it's by himself. Ridiculous. I mean, come on. Stupid. I don't know if people. I don't know if your view. Most of your viewers, they're, they're astute sports fans, so they probably know this. But, but, the maximum that a a uh, agent can charge an NFL player is three percent. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure that Lamar could have got a two percent deal, and then there's so much more that that agent can do for the player. No, it's stupid. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's short-sighted. I mean, what he played for this year was was under uh, under under what he should have played for. Well, he should have had his contract two years ago. Right, exactly. So he'd be at a real agent. And this year was twenty three million, right? Right. So, and then next year he's going to play. Well, at this point in time, right. he'll play for thirty two million. Here's a guy that should be playing for way more than that. I don't understand how he's he's messing up. He, he's a kid from Pompano Beach. I get it, but doesn't he understand the value of of Spending a couple million dollars no. for a, for an agent? No, it's very ignorant. It's uh, bad. There's no there's no other way to. It's just dumb. It's not good business. It's you know it, it, there's a reason why there are agents for certain businesses. You need it. So if you're an actor or an actress, you need it. If you're in my business, you need it. If you're an athlete, you need it. It's just the way it is. There are certain things because they will open doors for you. They know more people than you. They will open up opportunities for you. You know, it's just different, man. You've, you've got to be able to understand that you're, you're going to make more money in the long term with an agent than you are without him because you're worried about giving away 1%, 2 or 3%. Come on, dude. Give me a break. I mean, so... So, so let's. So you either get 97, 98, or 99 percent. That isn't enough for you. <laughs> yeah, out of, I mean, out of a 274 Christ. million dollar contract. I mean, come I don't on, know. Bro. Come on, that's a, that's borders on, yeah, a little it's dumb, stupid. right? A little it's dumb, stupid. right? So, so where do you think he ends up? You think he plays in Baltimore? Because there's a lot of teams being talked about. Like, I think he stays in Baltimore after a long holdout. So, okay, that's one. That's certainly one scenario, and a very likely one. 
But they're talking like Detroit could grab him. They have the first-round draft picks. I know that, but, but Jared Goff actually played well for them. Yeah. I don't think that head coach – see, the, the, we just talked about this with Andy Barons before. It's not just about giving up the two first-round picks. It's not about just giving up the fully guaranteed contract. You now have to change your entire offense to accommodate him. So you have to run a specific offense yeah. for Lamar Jackson. He can't come in and take over – here in Miami and run the same offense because he's not a passer. Okay, what about... He's a runner. Okay, you know who could do that? The Colts. They could change their whole offense. But why would they? Because they're in tra major transition as it is. Yeah, but Frank Reich is not your... He's not going to have a running no, offense. No, no, the Colts. Isn't, he, isn't no, Frank Reich, Reich at Reich's the... gone. Oh, Reich's out. Who's, who's at the Colts um, now? What's his name? Reich is out. And but Reich isn't is... it a quarterback guy also? Uh, it is a it is an offensive guy, might be a quarterback guy. Breaks at uh, what's his name? Uh, just like Rick. Washington, I you know I don't think that the new coordinator who came from Kansas City, the enemy, is going to want to run that kind of an offense when he wants a passer, and that's where he came yeah. from. Who is it? Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator. Oh, okay, so the Eagles offensive coordinator. So yeah, uh, that that, that is a Colts. little like it. That's now, a little like now it. the Colts is you know the Colts are a possibility yeah. total transition offensive coordinator just that's a good one you know that's an interesting one that's you a know? good one now now the the thing is the Colts could offer him a nice deal a better deal well, and but the question, can match it but but does anybody want to give him a fully guaranteed contract I, all right so let, let me, I want to that's what he keeps waiting for supposedly and 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 I think he's stuck on. Cleveland ownership's mistake. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, at some point, somebody needs, maybe an agent could tell him, but, or maybe his mother will, but. He would but, probably fire the agent for telling him that. <laughs> but, but, but basically, you got to say, you know what? Deshaun Watson got unbelievably lucky. He found a team that was, you know, frivolous in terms of how they were going to spend. Because now I do believe that Baltimore's $274 million offer was a good offer. I think the 133 guaranteed could have been a little higher. And I think an agent could have got him like 150 or something like that, or 180. Well, that, that's even what would have, that would have happened two years ago. The problem is now he's dead set on the Watson deal. Yeah, he's. A and, and I don't know if anybody is going to give him, you know, that complete deal. You, you know, the, the Indy one is actually kind of interesting. But I, I, again, does Indy want to give up the two first round picks? Do they want to give up a fully guaranteed contract and change their entire offense for him? But maybe that, that's the question. Maybe, and I'm going to say something. You're going to say a huge question. I'm going to give you your answer before I say, like, not a chance, you're going to say, right? But maybe Indy doesn't have to give him fully guaranteed. They give him 180 million. That's 30 million a year guaranteed. You know what I mean? I, I, maybe. I don't you know. You know what I mean? And, and, and still $275 million. And, look, I think there's bad blood in Baltimore, too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's been a little bit tight, dicey, to say the least. But anyhow. Uh, but, I, but, again, I, I don't know who to blame there. Am I blaming Baltimore because they don't want to give them a, a fully guarantee? No, I'm not. No, I got to blame. And, and, and I got to say something. He still shows me that he does nothing in the playoffs. After all that, it's a, it's a regular season <laughs> offense. That gets stopped in the playoffs every single time. And in the regular season, it's really hard to prepare for that from week to week because nobody can, you know, actually do it as in practice throughout the week to get you prepared for it. So it's something that gives them a little bit of an advantage. But then once you get to the playoffs, the elite defenses are there now. 
Yeah, and so. then they find a way to, to slow him down. Yeah, they can contain and like him. They, and they do what they do with Derrick Henry. That Okay, let's stack the box, make the quarterback beat us. And so that's what they do. They stack the box and they say, Lamar, make your arm beat us. And, and then it gets troublesome. Now, I can tell you, in, it'll be interesting in a year, definitely in two years, because the Deshaun Watson mistake could be exempt, like it could be five times bigger. What happens right. if, well, what happens it, if, it, if, it will if Deshaun then, it, doesn't it, work out? It will then become the owner's weapon. Yeah. It, because the owners will be able to use it as. As you a, see, you this see, is why we don't happened. do it because one, it risks injury, and two, look, there's a player that's a complete waste, and they're paying him all this money, which I think that's what the owners are wishing. They're hoping that Deshaun Watson is a disaster. So that way it doesn't justify it in any way possible. Yeah. And so far it hasn't because he didn't look good. So, you know, when he came back, uh, we'll see now that he has an offseason and all that, will he return Listen, to form? If they are under 500 and they don't make the playoffs, I think it's entering the failure zone. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It's for sure. definitely entering the failure sure. zone. If they sure. go two years where they're like a, you know, a nine and 18, it's a failure. It's a failure. You know what I mean? You're paying yeah. that much money, but yeah, I don't know. The good thing is here, moving off of the football. Well, the good thing for Cleveland is they they will they will be at the Hall of Fame game to celebrate their player going into the Hall of Fame. So there you go. At least they they get to celebrate that. That was smart, by the way, by the Hall of Fame to to use Cleveland and the Jets are getting two players into the Hall of Fame. So it's Jets and the Browns That's in the cool. Hall of Fame game. That's very cool. Uh, oh. We were hoping Miami, but those are those are are one Cleveland is right there, and then two New York is a much bigger market, and yeah. Dallas was going to have also Dallas has two players going in, oh. and then they travel and their ratings, and we have one, we have one, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, but but the Dallas Cowboy fan base and the ratings yeah, and yeah, all that yeah, crap, yeah, yeah, the yeah. nationwide, yeah, team. all that crap. Yeah. But one last thing about football, and then I'll get off football because it's just my opinions, but. The Jets and Aaron Rodgers. You think it happens, yay or nay? Uh, I think it actually may happen, but I, I think it's going to be a disaster. I'm hoping it's – so here's – as a Dolphin fan, and as an anti and, – and let me just say before I say anti, I think Aaron Rodgers is a very talented guy. Yeah, I but just, he's an asshole. Yeah, I exactly. So I'm not, I'm not a big fan, right? So I'm an anti – you know, anti-Aaron you don't have guy. To, you, don't have to, you don't have to preface anything. <laughs> well, probably, I think most but, of us know that the guy's kind of a jerk. Yeah, yeah, I mean, although, you know, Big O, I was thinking about just going into a dark room for a week or so. You think I maybe I could just find myself, uh, you know, next week. If Sean, maybe, you know, sometime... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. We'll, next, yeah. Week, next week's yeah, game, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. Do it, we'll do it I from mean, a dark think, room. I think he's just... I think he's just a, total fool you know i think he's a, you know what he is he's i think he loves to make things that he likes to do things that create attention for him you know yeah. he's almost like like a like a, a kid that wants to be the most popular kid in school but everybody hates him but anyhow so that being said at some level as a dolphin fan at a big at a high level i'd like the rogers to go to the jets and for us to crush the jets this season, both in the home game and the away game, that would just be oh, like a beautiful, beautiful thing, you know. I, I beautiful. Think, you know, I, you hate to wish. I don't wish bad on anybody, but I'm wishing good against. I'm wishing good for the Dolphins against the Jets' new team. Although I will tell you, 
forget about Rodgers for a moment. The Jets had like some moments of glory there. And when that running back got hurt, yeah, that Brees was the Hall. problem. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. They, that they, guy they, was no, a beast. They, they actually have some good talent there. That, that team is... Like, like if, if Aaron actually goes with his head screwed on ride and all that, they actually could make some noise. So I just kind of think he's on the way down, and I think he's going to do some stupid stuff and say stupid stuff, and I think he and the New York media are going to clash. And, uh, it's going to be a mess. But yeah. why not Garoppolo there? Think, I don't know. That's a, that's a question. I mean, now, now, again, I think the durability issues with Garoppolo are huge because every year practically of his career he's been injured. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so I think that that would be the the issue. With, and Garoppolo has that thing of he chokes in a big moment, and he has that also. He got to the Super Bowl. He was and, winning in the fourth quarter, and he missed that guy wide open in the end zone that he could have won. And the defense gave up touchdowns. No, I know. I'm but, gonna, now I know he's a fellow Italian guy. Okay, so I'm not, I don't want to be prejudiced here and and just be rooting for him because he's got an Italian last name. Yeah, but, but it, it, he was winning in the fourth quarter of and, a Super Bowl, and he could have won if he hit that guy in the end zone. He could have, yeah. but if the queen had balls, she'd be king. But but the the but I'm but just telling it, you the. The rap he gets is that. But That's the what defense, he gets. The defense laid down in the fourth quarter. Uh, it, but the defense didn't get blamed. You, right now, everybody, uh, every one of your viewers, oh, that's San Francisco 49ers. Defense is great, right? And Garoppolo blew the game. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. I think it's a little hard. I'm not saying he's he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's No, he's not. He's, he's not definitely not. He's he, not hasn't, he hasn't even accomplished any of that. But that's the problem with him. So he has that knock and the injury stuff. So if you don't trust him in the in key moments and he gets injured, that's kind of a yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a a tough one right there. Yeah. yeah. But in the New York market, he'd kick ass. He'd be, he'd have all kinds of endorsements. Oh my god, he'd be like yeah, uh, he, but the problem is he doesn't have, you know, Namus personality to be able to handle the New York market. So if things go awry, I think uh, he's kind of a shell guy. Yeah, yeah, he'll, you know he'll, what I mean? he'll yeah, he'll yeah, he'll shut and, down. And whereas, you know, Namath could take people on you know he he was he he had that he had that 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 uh that 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 uh, personality uh jimmy's not that guy you know listen so. i could just i'm gonna leave you with this okay you, you ended on a fat, fabulous note for me joe namath was a little bit of my like like boyhood hero i'm sure I'm a, for a lot of people remember you, you know <laughs> this is, i'm gonna try to make this concise he's you, cool he got all the women, and he was a badass quarterback. And and he was a 19-point underdog, and he guaranteed the win. Right, yeah, yeah. That's about as cool as it gets. But Everything about him is cool. But do you know the, you know the show? And he wore a fur coat in the sidelines. You know the you show, know, The Wonder Years? You get away, of course. You know, Fred Savage is the yeah. kid, and he drives his bicycle with a Jets jacket? Yeah. Okay. Well, that is depicted in 1969. In 1969, I was 11 years old. I had a Jets jacket. I drove a little bicycle with banana ham- handlebars. Wait, wait, wait! You're you're not gonna believe this. You're you're, you're all of so your viewers. So you were hitting on what? What was wait, her name? Uh, we, uh, was uh, Winnie. Wendy. Winnie. I, I, Winnie. No. Winnie. Were Winnie, you hitting on Winnie had, too? There, there was a Winnie in eighth grade. There was a Winnie. Okay. She looked like Winnie. <laughs> it was uh, what was? Uh, she lived across the street from my best friend Tony. I forget her name right now, but she looked like Winnie. Right? You're not gonna believe this. Okay, I also was a huge Mets fan, the amazing Mets. I can recite the entire 69 lineup, you know, Jerry Grody, you know, Ed Crane Poole, Kenny Boswell, but the whole crew, right? The starting rotation. So I'm, you say, I thought that they did a television show about Steve Calibro. It was the Wonder Years. Now, now you're saying, Steve, come on, it's coincidence. 
what, let me just share with you one factoid. The creator of the Wonder Years is about four or five years older than me and went to my high school. Wow. And lived in my hometown. Remember, Fred Savage was 12 in the show Wonder Years, wearing a, ja a Jets jacket, rooting for so, Joe Namath. So I was 11. So you just sue him? <laughs> I think he stole my life. Uh, this guy, the creator. Well, you got to sue him, bro. <laughs> you got to no. sue him for doing that. No, what? This one year off. I was 11. Fred Savage was 12. It's, it's, the, it's, it's NIL, bro. You got to name, image, it license. It was my life. It was my life. I'm driving around with a bicycle with banana handlebars. You, you need to sue him, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'd be somebody. Yeah, Anyhow. you wouldn't be talking to us schmucks. You'd actually be somewhere. Anyhow, I just wanted to share that. That's a, it's all factoid true. The creator of the of the Wonder Years, went to John F. Kennedy High School. There you go. So did I. Fred Calibro. <laughs> Already. General manager here at Hialeah Park. <laughs> Winnie, Winnie, yeah, Winnie. Yeah, I forget yeah. her So name. if you want to Winnie a, Winnie a Mercedes great. Benz, <laughs> come on down and play here and meet Fred Calibro. Okay? Right. It'll, be, it'll be a wonder. For you to to meet him, oh, good. It'll, it'll make your year. No pun intended. You know, please, that's what it's all about. <laughs> make so. your year. It's a wonder. And who knows? If you win that Mercedes, you might be able to go pick up Winnie, whoever was your Winnie <laughs> back in the day. You can go visit her and see. See what happened to me. I got a Mercedes. And I haven't then, seen. I haven't seen yeah. Winnie since eighth grade. She went to the Catholic high school. I went to the public high school. There you go. <laughs> There you go. This is a chance, folks. Come on out here, play the games. You might win your Mercedes, and you might win your Winnie. It's a beautiful thing. All right, big guy. All right. Be, be good. All right, Steve. Appreciate you, my brother. Take care. Thank All you, true. <laughs> oh, I got to love it. Got to love it. Thank you, Steve. All right. And, and seriously, the, the Mercedes is downstairs. You, you got to come see it and check it out. Come play all the games, and ever, the more you play, the more entries you earn. They will give it out on April Fool's Day, okay? Seriously, it's not a joke, okay? Uh, agents make between 4 and 10% of players' contracts. No, they don't. Uh, they only go up to 3%. If you guys don't know anything about the business, now, entertainment business, yes, they could take up to 10%. Yeah, that could happen. In the NFL, it's no more than 3%. There's one agent that they call him 1%, and they use his last, uh, last or first name? First name, actually. And uh, he undercuts a lot of people because he takes 1%. Um, not going to say the guy's name. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. No, they don't. Uh, uh, no 10%. Also, another guy got it wrong. Uh, do, 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 do. I say Jimmy goes to the Raiders, Texans, or Panthers unless the Jets can't get Rodgers. I, I like that, Jason. I think that's about right. I think Rodgers will end up there in New York uh, when it's all said and done because New York will be desperate enough to to do the things that Green Bay needs needs uh, for compensation purposes. And then I can see Garoppolo ending up in those areas. 
makes sense. And I think, by the way, the Raiders are going to be like kind of desperate to get him because they'll need some. They're not going to get an elite quarterback, so they'll get another guy. And I think Garoppolo would be a guy. Um, and plus, he knows him too, so he knows the system. Yes. I just do um, for the chatters that are, it's sports agents generally receive between four and fifteen of the playing contract and ten to twenty percent of the athlete's endorsement contract. Although these figures vary, NFL agents right. are not permitted to receive more than three percent, right. and NBA agents not more than four percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. NFL agents. I know it's not three. I didn't know it was four in the NBA. That I learned right now. Yeah. Uh, but I knew in the NFL that they don't get more than three percent. So now ten percent in in the entertainment in my business, uh, there are agents that take ten percent. Yes, in my business, but in the NFL, it's already it's already figured out. It's three percent. Oh, do you listen to Latin music? If so, who are you a fan of? Uh, I don't listen to any any Latin pop music, none at all. I have no interest in it whatsoever. Never have. Never will. Uh, I really don't even take the music seriously, to be quite honest. That's pretty insulting, but I don't. Um, I, I listen to, you know, Paquito de Rivera. Um, I listen to um, Jesus Alemani, uh, Mario Bauza, um, you know, um, like Cuban jazz, Latin jazz, you know, that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I listen to. Okay, um, there is some stuff, classic stuff, like Conjunto Universal, that is kind of popish that I'll listen to a little bit, but more often than not, a lot of the stuff that they play on radio, I have zero interest in listening to Braulio or Pimpinela or any of that kind of shit. Okay, uh, I have no interest in any of that, uh, but I do have a major interest in. In, in Hispanic jazz, Hispanic, you know, music that you know, requires, like, serious musicians. You know, that kind of stuff. That I can get into. But not the pop music stuff. Uh, pop music stuff, I have no attraction to it whatsoever. I find it cheesy as a mofo. You know? So, that's... Celia's good. I can listen to Celia. Celia is uh, one that I can listen to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the old stuff, kind of like Conjunto Universal. Yeah, but not, I, I, that's the kind of stuff you dance to, okay? Little merengue and that kind of stuff. I, I, that, to enjoy it in that sense, in the dancing, I can do that. But to, like, hang out in my house or the car and jam, like, you know, Latin pop, no. There's, no, I'd rather have bamboo shoved in my nails. Uh, who do I want as my backup QB? I've said it already. Give me, uh, give me um, the uh, porn stash. Um, Minchu, Gardner Minchu, Andy Dalton. Give me something like that as my backup, and I'm fine. I'm good with that. Uh, do, 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 do. Basically, you don't like uh, Chusma music. Can't say I blame you, bro. <laughs> Devin Jordan. That, this is the first super chat of the day, right? Uh, Big O, what's your thoughts on Sean Kemp's... I don't know the facts. My problem with the Sean Kemp story, doggy, is 
is it a drive-by? Because there's some report that somebody stole some something from him, and I think a phone or something, I think is what I read, and that he went tracking the phone, and when he went to find the guy that had the phone, the guy shot at him and he shot back. I don't know what the real story is, so I, I, I got to get all the facts. I don't know. Was he defending himself? Was he assaulted? Was I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. So until you tell me exactly what went on, Devin, I don't have an opinion. The only opinion I have is how did Sean Kemp get really fat doing cocaine? weird no obviously not you're supposed to look like Pookie like he he ate his way out of the league with cocaine it's weird that's Devin get me to the answer the answer to that story from 20 years ago how did he eat his way out of the league with cocaine? That's what I want. Inquiring minds want to know. Just saying. This guy was skinny, got fat and fat and even fatter, and he had a cocaine problem. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't add up. Was he snorting baking soda? Was he snorting, like, sugar? Uh, reggaeton, eh, doesn't, doesn't do much for me, to be quite honest. No, I'm not much of a reggaeton guy. Nah. Now, if you want to play some reggaeton and my wife wants to shake her ass in front of me at the house, I'm good with that. Okay? Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. I don't blame you for not liking reggaeton at all. I'm not a big fan of it either. Yeah, it's kind of all sounds the same to me. <laughs> Listen to Yoko Ono. Maybe Kemp forgot to take cocaine light. I don't know what it was, bro. But it was it was the weirdest thing in the world. So that fat guy has a cocaine problem? The, no. You're lying to me. He's smoking too much and eating too much. That's what he's doing, right? He can't be on cocaine. <laughs> Maybe he's snorting the powdered sugar from the funnel cakes. Yeah, he had to have. He had to have. Uh, besides Greta yesterday going to that concert, uh, some really good news was announced uh, this morning. The Cure, July 1st at Miami-Dade Arena, baby. I will see you there. That is one of my favorite bands of all time, The Cure. My four bands, okay, that I kill to see anytime, anywhere. This has been my life forever. We have newer bands like Greta, I go see anywhere, but they're not at this level that, you know. And it's Iron Maiden, it's U2, it's The Cure, and The Fix. Those four bands, I will kill to see those four bands. As many times as I possibly can see them, 
I love those bands. Okay? Those are my favorite bands right there. Those four. So The Cure, <laughs> I do not miss. I saw them the last time they came both nights at, at uh, Bayfront. And they did 54 different songs in two nights. 54 different songs in two nights. Okay? Do me a favor. Look up the, uh, the Cure tour dates, 2023. Do they perform anywhere else in Florida? Because I'm thinking I might go to the other concert wherever it is in Florida because 60% of that concert will be completely different than the one I'm going to see in Miami. They got to play another date in Florida, bro. It can't, it can't be only Miami. That's the only thing I didn't look up this morning. When I saw that come across my email, I was like, all right. I love it. The cure is coming, baby. Yeah. Speaking of Pookie, did you catch the Chris Rock Netflix special? Dude got crispy. Yes. I saw it. I talked about it on Monday. Two days after they or two days before? So June 29, Tampa and July 1st, Miami. Okay, so I'm gonna go to both. I'm gonna go to the Tampa one too. Definitely. I'm gonna go to the Tampa one. So I'll go to both. So those of you in Tampa, I'll see you there. And here in Miami, I'll see you there. I'll be at both. Got to go to both. Um, what were you guys? Oh, yes, Chris Rock. I talked about it on uh, Monday, I think it was, on the show or Tuesday. I don't know if you did. Did you do anything on that? Did you do a segment on that one? Yeah. No? Okay. Uh, just so you I, I said the same. I'll say the same thing I said the other day. The special wasn't that good. It wasn't that funny. If you're honest with yourself, it wasn't that funny. It wasn't like bigger and blacker, right? Was the one, uh, it wasn't like, I could come up with a few other Chris Rock stand-ups that are way better than this one. It was forced. It was like he was dying to get to the end almost. He even forgot a joke and everything and the order of it and all that. Um, I didn't find it to be laughing my ass off funny. I, I wasn't Richard Pryor on the Sunset Strip. It wasn't Eddie Murphy raw or delirious. It wasn't um, a whole bunch of uh, George Carlin stand-ups that were way better than that. Um, a bunch of Chris Rock ones that are way better than that. This was a mediocre performance when it came to the first 55 minutes of the show of comedy. It was all right. I didn't, you know, I looked over to my wife and I said, I'm not really laughing a lot. I think there was once where I kind of, you know, laughed a little bit. But if you're honest with yourself, the stand-up routine itself wasn't that funny. There was a lot of... um the man had a lot of shit on his chest to get out. And that's kind of what it was. And, and by the way, God bless him. He needed to get this off his chest. He needed to express himself. Okay? He needed to do it. it, it that therapy was, was required for Chris Rock. Okay? That part I, that's the part I totally understand about that special with Chris Rock. The therapy was justifiable. 
It was needed. It was required. It was therapeutic for him. So he, he deserved that moment because he was thoroughly embarrassed. And not that any of us are holding anything against him. We hold it against Will for, 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 and let me tell you something where I was wrong. Uh, when it first happened, I, I was behind Will. I had no problem defending your wife. Now, I didn't know about this whole mess. My God, we all found, I'm sure most of us had no idea what was going on and this whole mess and he's banging, she's banging, you know, his, his her, her son's friend and, and he has his own, you know, relationships of playing for the home team or playing, you know, for another team or whatever. And so it's a, it's a mess, that, that family. That, that whole thing is a mess. And I had no idea that it was this. Like, we were, we were now led into how messy of a relationship that is, how much she cared about Tupac and all that. All these kind of things that you, if you didn't know, you found out. And then it just became like a really disturbing story, how these people act like parents and why maybe their two kids are kind of screwed up. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you're honest with yourself, the stand-up was mediocre. It wasn't really a good stand-up at all. I wouldn't require that stand-up to... I, I, I'm sorry, I would not, uh, not require... I wouldn't... Uh, um, recommend thank you i wouldn't recommend that stand up to anybody i would tell them speed up to the last 10 minutes of the show and watch him talk about the will smith situation and that's it and that's all it was and on netflix on saturday night that's all it was the rest you can have it i wasn't impressed whatsoever with that stand-up uh, don rickles has done a a hundred stand-ups better than that I could just go on and on and talk about all kinds of... Sebastian Manikowsko, right? Uh, I, I, I'm probably butchering his last name. I've seen several of his stand-ups that are way better than the shit I watched on Saturday night from Chris Rock. He forced this special, okay? But I understand the method behind it, okay? I get it. To go back to an old Chris Rock line, right? I don't condone it, but I understand. So I, uh, I'm not the condoning part, but I understand. I'll take that line from, from an old Chris Rock stand-up. Tons of stand-ups that I'd rather see than that one. That one, you can forget about it. You can throw it in the trash. Give me the last 10 minutes and we're done. Knight, thank you for the love on the super chat. He says, Zadarius Smith asked for his release. Flo's making friends. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, my buddy is a drug and alcohol counselor. And she said that it's common for people on powder can go without eating and then after gorge themselves. Typic typically stuff high in sugar. So you get really coked up, and then when you come down, you start eating, okay? And you eat all kinds of sugar. All right. I'm just used to seeing skinny people that are, that are coke addicts. 
I, I just don't see a ton of fat people that are, co or, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I don't see a ton of skinny people become fat while they're using cocaine. Now, there are fat people that then go use cocaine. Well, then, you know, John Belushi's great example. That's a fat guy that was on cocaine all the time. So I get that part, but he was already fat. Like Sean Kemp was skinny and all he did was get fatter and fatter and just, just the weirdest story to hear that that guy had a cocaine problem. And it's like, it wasn't really that much of a problem. That's, I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. He didn't do enough coke. Oh, man. Let's see what else. Elephant ears and, and funnel cakes are two different things. Oh, now you guys are screwing up with me here. How come it says funnel cakes on the damn truck and they're selling elephant ears? I, I don't know. You guys are tripping me out. All I know is give me my elephant ear with brown sugar and I'm fine. Okay? I wish my wife knew how to make an elephant ear. That would be like, my God. I would clean the toilets if she could do that. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Karen says, is the cop's theme considered reggae music? If so, that's my favorite reggae song. <laughs> what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? It is, it is reggae. It is reggae, and it is super catchy. Yes, sir. Funnel cakes are more made by pouring the dough into a bottle or funnel, hence the name funnel cakes, then squeezing out slowly to create long, stringy dough lines. Elephant ears, on the other hand, are made by rolling the dough flat, almost right. like a pizza, right. so it is thin. So right. there's I see your them two do difference. That. There's your differences. Okay. The elephant ears, I guess, are the thinner ones, whereas the fluffier ones are technically funnel cakes. Oh, okay. Fluffy. Fluffy. Big O, I ain't gonna lie. Chris Rock did sound like he was venting. Yeah, and, and you know what, Devin? He deserves to vent. Everything he did that night on Saturday was justified. Okay? He had to give Will and Jada a lot of shit. He was right. They took their shit, or Will took his shit out on him. When deep down inside, Will has problems with himself and with Jada. Because clearly he has his own demons that he's, you know, flip-flopping back and forth, allegedly, between sexuality and then, obviously, he's also got to worry about, you know, his wife who's, you know, screwing around and all that kind of stuff. And that she has this, you know, uh, undying commitment to, to a guy that's not even on earth anymore in Tupac Shakur. So, yeah, I have no problem. You can tell he was venting. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I love the last 10 minutes like the rest of us. Just don't. Don't come up to me and tell me, oh, dude, that special was great. It was hilarious. You know, if you're really honest, it was not hilarious. You weren't laughing your ass off the entire time. And you were waiting for the end. And you know what? I have no problem with any of it. So, uh, let's see... You can tell that slap uh, still hurt him. Of course it did, bro. That's a humongous embarrassment in front of everybody. 
even if you even if we're all behind him, Chris Rock, and not Will, it's still tough for him to go through it. And and it's on video, and it's going to be you know part of whatever. And every time we have an award show, it's going to be brought up. So yeah, he he has to relive it. it. It's a lot like. It's not the perfect analogy, but it's a lot like people that are abused and then they've got to go to court and they've got to relive it and it's just tough and sometimes this is why people that get abused they don't report it because they don't want to keep reliving it with the authorities with confronting their abuser with going to court and all that it's been such an embarrassing situation they just want to bury it and move on you know what i mean and and in this case it's kind of the same thing. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Dave Chappelle is, oh, God, yes. Uh, all of Dave Chappelle's stand-ups were way funnier. Chris Rock's stand-ups are awesome. I'm just saying this one was not. Not even close. Mediocre. Okay. Uh, Joseph Bell asked, our QB's off-season focus is to fall correctly, no getting faster or stronger to escape the pocket better. How embracing. If you ever wonder what she at QB just think, jujitsu, dumbest thing. Hey, Joseph Bell, before you talk stupid shit, you know what sounds stupid? Somebody that's misinformed, you dumbass. Okay? Why don't you go listen to Tua's trainer? He's there on our platform. I just interviewed him a couple days ago. Or it was last week. Last week. He gave us 40 minutes. Why don't you go listen to see what they're doing with Tua? It's a lot more than jujitsu. So before you open your mouth, okay, since you're stupid and misinformed and uneducated, you shouldn't talk about something. You get it? I'm not going to talk about nuclear physicists. Okay, because I'm not a physicist. I'm not a nuclear physicist. So I can't. I can't talk about nuclear science. I can't tell you about this or that because I am misinformed, uneducated about it. Okay? But you may want to go listen to Tua's trainer, but I get it. You're so blindly hating Tua and dying for him to you know, fail since you probably thought he couldn't play. You want to go find something about jujitsu. And since you don't actually follow the story and don't know exactly what Tua is doing and you didn't listen to our interview with the trainer and you don't listen to this platform often and that's why you're misinformed on the Dolphins and you're probably listening to Scott Zolak and Josina Anderson to get your Dolphins information, this is why you, Mr. Bell, are saying stupid shit. He's not just working on jujitsu. So go listen to the interview and find out. Get educated before you open your mouth. Next time, ask, hey, oh, is he doing more than jujitsu? And then maybe I will actually tell you. This is the problem in our world. Right here. Okay? People are unprepared, uneducated. Like that miserable bitch Marjorie Taylor Greene. She brings up that these two kids ended up dying from, uh, what was it, COVID? No, from fentanyl. And she starts going after Biden for allowing all the fentanyl and all that stuff, which we do a shitty job at the border. 
You know what's the part that Marjorie Taylor Greene left out? Do you know? Do you know anything about this story, Sean? The two guys died during the Trump era. They got fentanyl during Trump while he was in office, which, again, we've had fentanyl coming in with Obama and Bush and Trump and Biden and whatever and everybody. But that stupid bitch is uninformed, uneducated, right? And she goes out there and makes a complete ass of herself. You can at least find people that just died under this you know, regime here, then maybe you can blame it on him if you want, if that's what your political ass wants to do. So there you go, Joseph Bell. That's the problem in our world. You probably read the headlines and you don't read the article. You're that dude. Uh, one, uh, one, more, one more warning for you, Joseph Bell, and others, although a lot of them usually... They know already because they've experienced it. They've watched it. If you're going to come on to the chat board and you're going to talk about something, what should you be prepared? Okay? Because more often than not, I'm prepared. Uh, I figured O would lay the smack down on Joseph Bell. It's just so stupid. It's like, if you don't know what's going on, don't talk about it, man. My favorite part is when he addressed the slap is when he said, the man who did concussions gave me a concussion. <laughs> he also, yeah. do you think it still hurts? It hurts so much I'm still hearing summertime. <laughs> That's the, it, it was the last 10 minutes, bro. That's it. The last 10 minutes. The rest of it is not even worth watching. It really isn't. There was actually a part where he, it was like uncomfortable. The stuff he was talking about with, you know, getting laid and I'm trying to screw Doja Cat and all that. It's kind of awkward for an older guy to be, it's kind of, you know, that was kind of weird. I'm telling you, it was all forced. It was like he forced all this material before the, the juicy stuff at the end. It's, that's, at least that's what it felt like to me. Have you watched it yet? Sean? Right, so you just remembered the end. Because the rest wasn't right. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. Yeah. He's a dolphin. He's another dolphin hater that claims to be a fan, same as these other podcasters who do nothing but insult the organization for not giving up uh, their assets for a QB, saying they don't want with. They don't want to win. <laughs> All they prove is that they want to win. They uh, obviously want to... Everything has to, you know, fall into place. Too extreme. What's up, Big O, Sean, and chat? Joseph Bell has left the chat. Oh, maybe he went to go watch a, 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 a... Maybe he needs to go watch an interview and get an education. I came prepared with my elephant ear knowledge. Yes, you did, Michael Lehman. Yes, you did. You brought it. The last five minutes of Chris Rock's special was worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, let's see. I cringe when he said that Doja Cat part. Yeah. It, uh, there, there was some stuff that was, I'm telling you, dude, it was all forced. 
It, it's it's that's the that's the only bad part about the special. It was forced, but then again, Chris needs to get paid, bro. You know, Netflix, I'm sure, gave up a lot of money for that special. And how many people are turning on that special and everybody knows, oh, dude, go to the end, and that's where he talks about it. I bet you how many people are now skipping most of it and going to the end. And that, right? Because what if you're a friend, right? Like if a buddy of mine calls me and says, Hey, old, did you watch uh, the, the, the Chris Rock one? I said, yeah, bro. What'd you think? I said, listen, don't watch any of it. Go all the way to the end. Watch the last 10 minutes. That's it. Watch the last 10 minutes talking about Chris Rock and Jada. That's all it is. The rest is garbage. That's what I would tell a friend of mine. And then I'd tell him, go watch Bigger and Blacker again. Go watch it eight times. Because I can watch Bigger and Blacker over and over and over and over again. I'll never watch that special ever again. Never. I can wa- I've seen Richard Pryor on the Sunset Strip. I don't know how many times. Okay? I don't know how many times I've seen Raw and Delirious. Obviously, Delirious first, then Raw. Right? It was Delirious first, then Raw? Right? Is that how it goes? Or Raw, then Delirious? The second one wasn't as good as the first one because the first one is one of the, like, all-time classic stand-ups of all time. Like, it's top five of... I don't care what comedians you want to mix in, but that first one from Eddie, I think, I think you're right. I think it is Raw. I think Delirious was the one when he was in purple. Raw's in red, Delirious in purple, I want to say. Big O, you make me sick. Hey, man, that's what my wife says all the time. So at least I have a skill set that's pretty damn good. Okay? Uh, Big O, sorry I missed most of the show. Did any news or potential free agent rumors to Miami break? Nah. Nah. Nothing there. Nah. Nah. Um, What else do we have? Big O, what's your favorite... Biggie song. 83 was what? Which one? Oh, so it is Delirious first, then Raw second. Delirious is what? Delirious is one of the greatest stand-ups of all time, dude. All freaking time. Okay? That is, for me, just... Like, you can watch it over in a loop. So, um, Bam Adebayo really grabbed a, grabbed, yeah, I know, huh? Yesterday, that was tough, dude. Uh, Bam Adebayo had 17 points and one rebound. He also only shot 11 times. And, you know, when you make 8 of 11, come on, baby. Let's go shoot a few more. You're shooting at a good clip. So, yeah, it sucked. Although, I, I got to give Jimmy a lot of love. Because he still produced 28 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, and he went to L.A. the night before. Like, he flew there and back. That's crazy. Like, everybody's legs normally would have been dead by doing all of that, and somehow he must he, – he knew he had to bring it last night because you can't justify going there and then having a crappy night. So he played his ass off, but the, the team is just not good, man. They don't shoot enough threes. 
They're, they're a terrible three-point shooting team. And in this era of basketball, it's just ridiculous, dude. It really is. Um, oh, uh, Notorious Thugs. Um, get money. Um, uh, Notorious B.I.G. is actually a fun song. I like that one. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Oh, I love the dough. Which I do love the dough. Good one. A little juicy. Sky's the limit. Hypnotize. Who shot you? He has a lot, bro. His Biggie's voice is, you know, for me, Chuck D's my favorite of all time. That's my favorite voice. To me, that's the greatest rap voice of all. Not the greatest rapper. Not saying the greatest rapper. But my favorite voice is Chuck D. Uh, but Biggie's voice is right up there, dude. Okay? Right up there. It is magical. The way that thing flows. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, today's generation couldn't handle Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Archie Bunker, George Jefferson. Yeah, no, they, they could not. They're too, they're too soft. They're too soft. You're right about that. I like Hypnotize and Brooklyn's Finest. Why Jay-Z is fire. And he's, by the way, Jay-Z is really good in concert. I've seen him in concert, and he's really, really good in concert. Rap is, rap is one of those things that's very, very iffy live, you know? Some, some rappers are not good live. They're just studio, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that, but they're, it, rap is one of those that is hard to translate to live. Run DMC was phenomenal live. You know, some can do it, and then some aren't that good. You know, uh, I saw Young Jeezy once, and wasn't that impressed. You go see Lupe Fiasco, and he's absolutely phenomenal. You know, and what I love about Lupe is that he'll freestyle a lot too, and he is fantastic. By the way, if you ever go see Lupe Fiasco, just a little tip. Okay, look to each side of the stage just in case his girlfriend's uh, there with him. Because uh, when I saw him at uh, Revolution Live, his girlfriend was standing on the side of the stage. And I got to tell you something. Lupe did very well for himself. Okay, very well for himself. That's all I can tell you. Nate Dogg had the best voice in the hip-hop game. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg, by the way. Of all time, in my opinion, his hooks were amazing. He did have a great voice. You're right about that. Haven't listened to rap uh, ever since Eric B. and Rakim. Damn. Damn. Looking for a master plan. Deaf with the record. Deaf with the record. Thinking of a master plan. Deaf with the record. Deaf with the record. Ah, because ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand. 
All right. Damn, you've, you like, <laughs> you gave up on rap a while back. Damn, you don't like, I, listen, I, I hate most of the mumble bullshit rap that goes on nowadays. Okay, but there is a Kendrick Lamar, there's a J. Cole, there's a Lupe Fiasco. You know, there are, there are some pretty good rappers still. Some, not a lot. It's not a lot left. There's no, it's nothing like the 80s and the 90s. Okay, today's rap is garbage next to the 90s and the 80s. Okay, that, that, that I will give it to you, you know. But there's still some good new rappers out. Not a lot. Not a lot, but yeah. That mumble rap stuff is the worst, dude. God, that shit is terrible. Holy moly. That is just like flat out garbage. If you want garbage, a lot of the rap nowadays, yeah, straight up garbage. Zero talent. Uh, Eric B., I ain't no joke. Great one. Eric B. and Rakim is early 80s rap. Yep. Yeah, a little into, Eric B. was still around in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. I'm a Papa guy. I don't blame you. Great tune. Uh, what else do we have? I think uh, I've covered everything today. Heat lose to the Cavs last night. 24 turnovers. They got Cleveland again uh, tomorrow night. Panthers are off tonight. They take on the Blackhawks tomorrow at FLA Live Arena. Marlins are off today. They start with the Nationals tomorrow. They're one and nine. Why did Bruce Sherman have to talk shit? Like, oh, we can compete and all that. And, like, I, I ripped him that day for that. Yes. Because I knew from that moment, I've been saying it, they still don't have enough offense. What has been the problem so far? They don't have enough offense. But but I remember the Marlins usually they they're like Manny Diaz. They win the the Marlins are usually pretty good in spring training. Then they hit the season and they're terrible. Oh yeah, I, so maybe I they're trying to. What's going on? I don't know. I don't Something know. Somebody somebody hit some big <laughs> stuff, bro, because people are running over to that yeah, table to go see it. Started. Like something's going on, boy. Some yeah. Yelling and yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and we start talking about the Marlins. Look what happens. Us, us Latin folks, we get uh, we get very uh, emotional, especially when yeah, we, yeah, we you only had a money. pair of twos. You only had a pair of twos. <laughs> so um, yeah, but it, it's just no. But they haven't been able. Although it's just irresponsible against Israel. You, you have to. The know. bats came alive, man. The bats came alive. Eleven runs. But you have to know what you have. You have to be honest with people. And I, I didn't need him to come out and say, "Hey, folks, we're not going to be very good this year." But just say, "Hey, I'm excited. We got a lot of young guys. I'm looking forward to seeing them grow." You're not saying you're going to win or anything. You're just saying you're excited to see them grow. And that's it. And you leave it at that. He's got to keep the fluff up. Doesn't he have like 20 partners that he's got to keep in yeah. the business here? Yeah. So he they has can like afford 15, to <laughs> Yeah, it's serious. No, you're joking. It's 16 no, owners no, it's like, in, that, like, in that group. It's crazy. You know? I think but I, got, I got 120th of an ownership in the Marlins probably. I mean, come on, dude. But why would you tell people that when you clearly can't compete? You're hoping to get a crowd at the Marlins Park. 
So I mean, think about it. Think Drum about racing it. The, the owner talks bigger that. crowd. Yeah, but the owner and then you talks. Have the World Baseball Classic is going to draw crazy numbers for you. Yeah, well. And then your team's going to go into that same building. And, and you better hope it's camp day every day. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, they should. that's the only thing that's going to help. That's what they should do. <laughs> Rotate. Yeah. yeah. Camp days. Uh, or like uh, southern part of Dade comes today. Yeah. Northern part of Dade next week. Bus in Palm Beach. Then the <laughs> southern part of Broward one week. And then the northern part of Broward another week. Then the southern part of West Palm Beach and the northern part. And then go down to Monroe County, yeah, too, and start treat them. Yeah. And, uh, it's, yeah, I think that you got, you're got you on to something. Yep. Just it. invite schools from all over to come on over, and that's yeah. it. Or, or, as I said before, do like Inter Miami did for the outfield Get the, have people buy the seats and just put those up. So it looks like there's people out there when there's none. And just hope home runs don't hit somebody. That's it. I like it. I like it. The owner just talks like they could be really good, and it, it's just not fair. And I looked at the team right away. You know, I had a guy reach out to me. Only one guy, because, of course, we're talking about the Marlins. Nobody really gives a shit about them. But some guy goes to me, oh, hey, I think the Marlins might be pretty good this year. And that's because you fall into this hype. You listen to the owner. And I, I immediately answered the guy, check back with me in July when you figured out that they don't have enough offense. Like, I figured it out now in March that they don't have offense. But, you know, it'll take some people a, a couple months to figure out, hey, uh, they can't really score runs. Of course not. They don't have enough bats. And I like the trades they made, by the way. I love the kid they picked up from Minnesota. He can play, but it's still not enough. It's a problem. Yes. Somewhat of an update in the Sean Kemp story. Oh, okay. What do we got? Um, Thursday afternoon, the uh, I'm sorry, Adam Faber, uh, spokesman for the Pierce County Prosecutor's Office, okay. said in an email statement Tuesday afternoon that no charges were immediately being filed against Kemp and that he was being released from jail pending further investigation. Okay. Yeah, because some people say it's it's they stole something from him and that he was defending himself. Yeah. He has two licensed cannabis stores in Seattle. And it goes on some other stuff in here too. See, now I can understand you staying fat with cannabis stores. Okay, that makes sense. You get the munchies. Okay. Let's let's wait till everything comes in on camp and then maybe we can actually, you know, formulate an I don't know what's real and what's Memorex. I just don't know. Neither do you. You know what I mean? So I don't want to pick on the guy if he's, you know, maybe he was just defending himself. Like some of the stories say that they stole his phone or something and he tracked the phone down and the guy had his phone in the car and then the guy saw him and he shot at him and Kemp shot back. This story's even more vague. I mean, this is why also why there's right. so many different things. This is what this one says. Tacoma police said they arrested a 53-year-old man after shooting in a parking lot near the Tacoma Mall on Wednesday, but a spokesman... Spokeswoman, I'm sorry, Thursday did not confirm whether that was Kemp. The shooting followed an altercation between two people and two vehicles. One car fled and a gun was recovered, police said. That's it. Yeah. We got to wait. Got to wait. We don't know. Okay? We don't know. We have no idea. Maybe Kemp went crazy or maybe Kemp was just defending himself from some crazy person. We have no idea. We'll find out. Um, I was all about the East-West Coast back then. Uh, still listen to it today as my main music. And, of course, Bone from Cleveland. Bone, Thugs, and Harmony. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Marlins are still... Yes, Dolphin Time. They are still around. 
Yes, if you go out in the ocean, you'll see them swimming. All the time. You can try to catch one too. Big O, I took my daughter to the Marlins-Braves game here in Atlanta. Jazz Chisholm, the only reason we went. Well, you know. Thank you, Devin, for it. Devin, thank you for the super chat. The best part about the, the Jazz Chisholm story is that we had idiots last year complaining about Jazz Chisholm. Like, seriously? Like, he's, the, he's like one of the few reasons why you would watch the Marlins. He's like one of the few really good players on the team. He has a ton of personality. He's fun to watch. That's the problem. The baseball unwritten rules. You yeah. can't have fun. No, you can't have fun. fun I, wish, I wish we had uh, eight, eight Jazz Chisholms and a Sandy every night. Okay? And we're good. Give me a player like Jazz Chisholm all the time. Are you kidding me? And we had idiots complaining about him last year. And I'm like, are you serious? Your team sucks. The only reason I would watch them is for Sandy and for Jazz. Like, that's the reason why I'm watching the Marlins. So Jazz gets me to watch every night just to see what he does. And then, obviously, every five days, I'm going to marvel at Sandy. And we had idiots complaining about Jazz having too much color, too much pizzazz. Give me a break, dude. Baseball doesn't have enough color. That's the problem with baseball. We missed all the color. It's all gone. They take the fun out of the damn game. That's why you got no fans. That's why your fans are old and dying. It's freaking hilarious, dude. Baseball doesn't realize all their fans are dying and they can't find new ones. And why? Because you don't make your damn game fun. You know, young people want to have fun. And baseball players are... And I want, I want as much Jazz Chisholm as possible, dude. Jazz is fun to watch. He's one of the only reasons why I'll be watching the Miami Marlins. Knowing that they're going to suck, knowing that they're not going to score a lot of runs, knowing that they're going to lose most of their games... But I'll be watching because Jazz will get me to watch and Sandy will get me to watch. And the, and, the, and the new second baseman will get me to watch. The kid they traded for, he's a player. He'll get on base. He'll help out a little bit. Thank you, Devin, for the super chat. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show at Cash App or Venmo. And, of course, you know what my favorite is. It's a Bitcoin donation. Like my man Isais made a Bitcoin donation yesterday. We always, there's nothing like a Bitcoin donation, man. Love that. All right, baseball needs to bring back the Ricky Hendersons, the Tim Raines, of course, dude. Ozzy Smith, Joe Morgan, John Crock, um, whatever, bro. There was all kinds of guys that were characters in baseball. It was fun, man. And bring back Billy Martin, for Christ's sake. Yes. It's, it's baseball. It's God. Last year, that drove me crazy when they were picking on Jazz Chisholm. Drove me crazy. Like, seriously. We're going to pick on one of the only guys that we want on the team. <laughs> 
Anyway, we're out of here. We thank Robert Jones. If you missed the Dolphins starting left guard and also filling in at right guard in a key moment late in the season, uh, Alan Pupart, Andy Behrens, Steve Calabro, uh, we thank all of them for joining us. You can rewind and check it out, or if not, uh, Sean Stanley will be posting those uh, audio clips and video clips, and he rants and rip jobs and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, you can find it there on our, on our website, on our YouTube page. Please subscribe, hit the like button. Thank you very much out there. Uh, and uh, hit the notification bell. That way you know every time we're on, a crypto show goes on, the wrestling show goes on, you will know because you hit the notification bell and you'll get that uh, warning on your phone and they'll tell you that we are broadcasting. We are live. We'll see you tomorrow morning live from Caneswear in Davie. All right, we'll be out there 10 to 1 and uh, I've got a surprise for you uh, tomorrow morning. You might want to tune in. It'll be pretty cool. See you tomorrow.